Felipe Autumn, we love this show. What's your opinions? We wanna know. Wawa Nakwa Chef McLean. He should be locked up. He is so vain. We wanna be famous. We wanna know what you think of Gwen, Heather, Lashana, and all of them. Anything you wanna and gotta say, we'll listen all day. Cause we wanna be famous. Na 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 Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of We Want to Be Famous here on the Brazilian Dragon Media Network. Um, I am your lovely campfire ceremony host, Felipe. And as always, I've got someone who is afraid of the sun, as we learned in episode one. It is Autumn. Autumn, how are you doing today? I am good. I haven't had to go out in the sun too much today. So, you know, that's that's always a plus. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to be back. We took a little a little hiatus. And yes. uh and yeah, the, these were some good episodes. Yeah, I hope the audience's fear isn't empty podcast feeds because we were slacking a little bit. Yeah, but, we were. We, were. Uh, we had some extenuated circumstances happening, but we're back in the swing of things today talking about the sucky outdoors and phobia factor. Episode six and seven of season one of Total Drama, Total Drama Island. Um, yeah, Autumn, what were your recollections of these episodes from the youth days? So I, I really don't think I remembered any of these, anything about these episodes at all. Like I don't. I think I, I vaguely recalled like some kind of fear factor esque um, element or like a challenge of one of the episodes, but I didn't really remember any specifics. Couldn't have told you anything. So. So yeah, the the childhood uh, memories were not there for this. Were, did yeah. you remember them? I remember parts of these. Like I remember Katie and Sadie getting in a fight in the outdoors. Mm. Um, I remembered, uh, I remembered that Duncan had a fear of Celine Dion, and that Gwen... <laughs> I did not, and it cracked me up. Yeah, we'll get there, Gwen... but like yeah. that took me out. Gwen being buried alive, I remember that, and Trent forgetting about her. I didn't realize it was only that short. I thought he forgot about her longer, and then. Uh, Courtney and the green jelly and Tyler and the chickens. I didn't remember mm. other people's fears. Um, but like, I remember parts of these and uh, I remember Izzy as the bear dressing up as the bear. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that that is maybe if I remembered anything that that's probably it. That's the one yeah. thing. Yeah. But just, just to introduce ourselves to the listeners, if you're not familiar, you just found that we want to be famous feed. I am Felipe. This is autumn. And we are rewatching the total drama franchise guaranteed to watch through at least season three total drama world tour. Maybe more if we enjoy it which we are enjoying so far. So optimistic about those seasons for now. Absolutely. Um, but we're doing a spoiler-free rewatch. So if this is your first watch through on Total Drama Island and you're looking for a companion podcast, this is the one. And then at the end, we do a spoiler section. So there will not be spoilers through the discussion in our regular segments. Once we do our plugs at the end, we'll get into some spoiler section. So this is safe listening for you. Um, just been a minute, so I thought I'd give everyone the heads up uh, about that. Um, yeah, so... Autumn, uh, first things first, we got to talk about where we left off. So last time Justin went home and we were in the midst of the diary drama. So um, yes, Heather and Gwen, there's tension right now. And that's where we left off these campers. And 
the last thing we saw was Harold lending Gwen his red ant farm so Gwen could put it on Heather's bed. So that's some context for what happened previously. Yes, um, Heather was very unhappy, and the unhappiness stems over into the beginning of episode six. Indeed, indeed. Uh, now, uh, episode six, The Sucky Outdoors, original air date in Canada, August 9th, 2007, original air date in the U.S., July 10th, 2008, almost a full year. But uh, the challenge for this episode is uh, they have to survive a night in the woods with provisions given at their campsite, and they have to return to camp the next morning. The team that returns first wins invincibility. So I want to ask you questions about the logistics of this challenge. because I, I would love to. I don't have answers, probably, but I also yeah. have questions about the logistics. I feel like there should have been a different metric because just arriving first, like what if one camp was closer than the other? Right. Uh, like they have to be separated. Uh, I feel like they're, the, the metrics of grading who wins this challenge were all wonky for me. Yeah, and it also, when it's just like whoever arrives first wins, it takes out the element of like surviving, you know, to yeah. the fullest or whatever in, in the woods. It's just like, it's just a race that's delayed. They have a couple of these races from this season that I remember. Um, but I think my fix for this, now granted, it would be less about the dynamics, but you have to survive in pockets of people, like groups of two or three in your, in your, in your camp or in your team. You go out in the woods, and then you have to get back by eight. You have no watches, and mm. the like. Then your times by that because then you have to like. And they also drop them off in the middle of nowhere, like that. Yeah. I think is the fix for this challenge. Obviously, we're acting like this is a real reality show <laughs> instead yeah. of a cartoon. Yeah, uh, next but... season producers listen to us. Um, yeah, I think something along those lines would be better. It just seemed. There, or at least do this maybe like when there's fewer people later in the season. Yeah, this could be a good individual challenge. I didn't think they do it as an individual challenge. They like abandon them all and they have to like. Oh, race yeah. Back. I'm not confident. Yeah. See, the ambulance agrees with me. They said this challenge <laughs> is whack. Um, yeah, the ambulance is like this alarms. Uh, this is alarm worthy because uh, this is not. This is like they have some good challenges on the show, but this one is certainly not one of them. Yeah, um, and then we'll get to episode seven as well because I also have complaints about that challenge structure. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Notably, uh, the teams are uneven, <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's uh, we'll get to there. But like that was my first complaint uh, in the complaint corner that we have. Yeah, this week. oh yeah, complaint uh, corner. Complaint corner is going to get even bigger uh, as this podcast episode seriously. goes on. I mean, we'll get to we'll get to later in the season, but there's going to be a <laughs> oh, giant yeah. an episode called Complaint Corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Heather and Dickon are given the maps and the compasses. Uh, and whenever you want to say something with your nose, of course, you can jump in, Autumn. But uh, Courtney yeets the map out of Duncan's hands because she's like, you're not responsible. Um, and then. I mean, true. Chris's final warning is there are bears. And Owen tells everyone on his team, uh, specifically Lashana, who's afraid of bears, about his previous bear experience and that he and his grandfather had had and that they killed a bear basically um and izzy also adds her own anecdote with bears about how bears have rummaged through her neighbor's garage with spaghetti noodles dangling from his teeth uh and then so she thought that the bear had eaten the neighbor's cat and Lindsay gets scared she's like oh did you eat spaghetti today and she's like mm, no comment <laughs> yeah um i this was a big uh owen and izzy episode 
They had like yes. similar similar arcs, I would say, or like similar yeah. roles they played. Um, and they played very badly strategically, if you ask me. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was not the best, but um, but yeah, they they are the go to people, um, for the survival aspect. Yeah, indeed. Um, this this is, how would you do in this challenge? Oh, oh, so bad. So bad, yeah. me. I, uh, it's like, okay, you know, like every, everybody like us that's like a Survivor super fan has considered, like, could I go on Survivor? Like, some people, like, love, they want to go on Survivor so bad they apply every year. Um, but at least everyone's, like, considered it at some point. Um, yeah. I, I, I would love to play the game. I genuinely think I would be, like, the first person to die. I could mm. not, I could not survive um i don't think i could do it in the woods either uh i i've never been like actually camping like out outside Me, okay i'm trying to think if i've been camping while you finish your story i mean that's just it i've never there's, there's no story because i've never been <laughs> camping i think it would go so poorly yeah. i don't um, i have zero faith in my abilities what yeah. would you i feel like you could hang maybe a little better i think i could hang on survivor my my more concern is like not showering than like camping like i would feel like gross but i feel like you could do it like survive fine um i also have more reserves than you uh like in terms of food but (laughs) um i this challenge it's only overnight i have been camping in the sense of like summer camp like excursion so i remember in when i was like 11 12 um this was during the Mitchell era. Have I told you about the Mitchell era? I don't the, the one week of camp where I lied and said my middle name was Mitchell and I wanted no. to be that. Should I tell Everyone that called you Mitchell? I convinced them. I said my middle name was Mitchell and they could, and then they called me Mitchell. And then a year later, I went back to that camp and a couple people were there and they're like, what's up? And I was like, who the fuck are you talking? I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, no, I was did just you, like, what, why, did you, why Mitchell? Um, I thought Mitchell Musa was a cool name. Mm, okay, okay uh-huh yeah um yeah <laughs> that's yeah, icon but... behavior yeah so then even on my like little name tags they like put it and then I, I in hindsight i'm confident that the the camp counselors knew that was not my middle name mm-hmm. because they like had my medical cabinet thing <laughs> but i was like let me try it like i was like i was also at that point i was like kind of like embarrassed is not the word i want to say but i guess it's an accurate word of like my name and my heritage so i was mm-hmm. like trying like an american name seeing yeah how that seeing went. what sticks yeah yeah um but so that was during the mitchell era that we slept over at the zoo um but it the wasn't zoo. really it wasn't really the zoo it was like this like like not pasture what is like this like grassy knoll like a, not a grassy a knoll mile away from life? the entrance zoo oh what? A grassy knoll. That's where JFK got shot. The grassy knoll. Grassy knoll. Oh no! Like my bad. Not that. <laughs> I'm like talking about like the description of a knoll. What is a knoll? I don't. I feel knoll like maybe a grassy knoll is like a, a small a hill or it was like it was like this like grassy patch of land. Okay. Like it was empty. It was like kind of like an empty park, I guess. But like no. But were there animals? Like as if it was a zoo, kind of. It was like across the street and a little bit of a walk away from the zoo so then we went to the zoo mm. during the day we slept there at night and then we went to the zoo in the morning that was basically it Interesting. Um, and that's my experience camping like we they like bought us dinner or something like brought sandwiches or something that mm-hmm. and like you go to the bathroom in the woods and 
Uh, I mean, in the morning, they did let us go to the bathroom early at like 6 a.m. before the zoo opened in the mm-hmm. zoo so we could see the animals at night. But I always was jealous of the kids who like slept over at the aquarium as someone you who never did that. Aquarium? Oh, yeah. The, the Boy Scouts always did that. And I was huh. not a Boy Scout because my mom was like, uh, white people shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, true. That's yeah. She wasn't wrong. Yeah. But so I never did that. But uh, they slept over at the aquarium like every year. And I was always jealous. And I feel like I still want to sleep over at an aquarium one day. Um, wow. But I've never heard of that. That might be a New England thing. But yeah. Yeah, probably not Oklahoma. Oklahomans aren't really like sleeping in aquariums, I don't think. Yeah. But I have heard about the Great Aquarium in like one of the malls that you have in Oklahoma. Um, well, we have. Is it the Oklahoma City Mall? I need to ask. Will. Well, there's a there's a there's a mall here called the Quail Springs Mall that just recently, like I don't know, like last year or maybe the year before, opened an aquarium in the mall. But it's not like I've never been in it. But it doesn't take up like a ton of room in the mall. I don't know how big it is when you actually go inside. Um. But yeah, it's like I, I don't think it's uh it's like much to write home about. I think it's like yeah. just like meh. I have asked Davis comma will and he will get back to us, hopefully. Okay. By the time this podcast ends. But should we go back to the total drama? We should, we should. Yes. So uh obviously we mentioned at the beginning that there was some tension in the killer not the killer, the screaming gophers camp because Heather had read uh Gwen's diary and Gwen is kind of like avoiding Trent and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't Hair, like we can talk mm-hmm. about this and she's Heather very plot- embarrassed yeah and heather meanwhile is plotting to eliminate gwen after she dumps harold's red ant farm into her bed um mm-hmm. and Chad was like i mean gwen was kind of justified here just to be transparent quail springs is the one that will texted me right so, yeah quail springs yeah. that's the mall i'm talking about it uh it it did open yeah recently an aquarium in there it's called like yeah. blue zoo i think that's where i want to go when i visit oklahoma <laughs> okay We'll go to Quail Springs Small. That's the only place I'll feel safe because Oklahoma scares me. <laughs> it is, I have, yeah. I have multiple friends from Oklahoma now, but Oklahoma as a state scares me. It, I mean, that's completely valid. Yeah, it probably should. It looks scare. like it looks like um a stove pan where you make macaroni and cheese. The state itself. It does. Which <laughs> which is a I mean mac and cheese is a great thing. Oh, but... Will has this uh, mac and cheese recipe that I cannot wait to try one day. Oh, man. Um, I'm all about uh, fun mac and cheese recipes. At the Brazilian Dragon Comic Con, or the the, the <laughs> podcast con. Uh, okay. Will, will will cook it for us. That's uh, what okay. I'm asking. Nathan, will your brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Courtney takes charge at the Killer Bass, um, while Katie and Sadie spot blueberry bushes, and they stop to eat some. And I love the Katie-Sadie confessionals in this episode. Yeah, they're very. First of all, I didn't realize that two people could fit in there. Yeah, in the little I mean, outhouse. They, they, yeah, it's it's really cramped, but. But they don't care because they love yeah. each other so much. Because they're BFFLs, uh, mm. BFFLs, best female friends for life. Oh, female friends. Yes. Does that imply that there is a uh, a non-female friend that is maybe a better friend for life? Oh, I hope not. I would throw hands I, because I mean they, that's some drama. It is drama, indeed. I don't think I don't think um, that is very justified to not going camp Wakawanaka with uh, you're not BFF. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, they talk about how they get chicken pox together, and I was like, oh my god, this is so adorable. This um, uh, this was no, this was not adorable. When they said they scratched each other's scabs when they had, oh, chicken I forgot pox. about that part. I know. Episode I six, wrote it I kind out. of was like, 
more like spacey while I was watching episode seven. I was more into it. Yeah. Like just in terms of the two episodes we watched, I think I enjoyed episode seven more, but I enjoyed the Katie and Sadie stuff in this episode, but I did not catch that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. It was sorry to remind you because it's very gross yeah. and I hated it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I did. No, nah, in hindsight, but like they probably also gave it to each other. The yeah. chicken pots. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. But so they finish the blueberries and Sadie's like, oh, where's the rest of our team? And they are like, oh, my God, we're lost. And they start screaming and panicking. Uh, And we'll come back to them later. They have a whole arc this episode. Um, They do. But uh, when the gophers arrive, uh, Owen says there's no food. And Trent is like, oh, it's a survival game. We'll have to fend for ourselves. Owen is like, I'm a hunting expert. And he goes into the woods. He gets their food. And then we go back to Katie and Sadie. They are still lost, which starts to get them into an argument because it brings up Katie's sense of direction and Sadie criticizes it. And Katie is like, well, at least I can drive to the mall. And Sadie's mm-hmm. like, well, you can't get to the mall if you don't know how to your directions. And like, this yeah. was very entertaining. It, it escalated extremely fast because yeah. they were, again, just talking about how they pitch each other scabs. And now they're like, Oh my gosh, I despise you. You're the worst person I've ever met in my life. Autumn, have you ever driven your car into a Shake Shack? Uh, or a shack? It, it wasn't a Shake Shack. It was just a shack. I, yeah. I have never driven my car into a shack. I, I will say I, I'm like a fine driver. But like, yeah. I will not pretend I'm the best driver in the world. Uh, it, it, um, it stresses me out whenever there's a lot of people on the road. And I live in Oklahoma, so mm. I, I think compared to a lot of places, there's not as many people on the road. But yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not the best driver. That that's very fair. Uh, uh, Katie is giving Stephanie Tanner a run for her money. Stephanie Tanner has broken into, crashed the car into the kitchen twice in Full House mm-hmm. and Fuller House, mm-hmm. whereas Katie has only crashed into something once. But I feel, I don't know. Let's check in with. Adult Katie as a driver. That's the sequel I want to see. Yeah, I think maybe maybe Baby driver need... about Katie Katie from Katie and Sadie. Oh yes, I think maybe they need um some some driving lessons from Mr. Mosby of Sweet Life uh, about the Prindle. I, I'm not a big Camila Cabello fan, but there was an interview <laughs> she did with Kelly Clarkson this week on that pulled up on my TikTok, and she was she was talking about like how. Uh, she brought up the Prindle, uh-huh. and Kelly Clarkson was like, what is that? And she's like, you know how London came up with the Prindle when she was driving? Uh-huh. And Kelly's like, my age. I, st- <laughs> I call it that. I call the gear shift the yeah. Prindle a lot of times. Yeah. It, it's a, it, There was a Prindle dial in one of the cars I had to drive recently for oh, um, really? So You Think You Can Dance. It's like, instead of a stick shift, it's like a dial. On I, the top. I don't, like, is that that's probably takes some adjusting. Yeah, because I would like try to put my hand on the, and I was like, "Where's the steering? Where's the Prindle?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, where's the Prindle? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I I thought the argument was kind of funny and like, and then the squirrels were like mimicking them in the trees. Yeah, yeah, that was like, good. I like those little squirrels. They're like blue yeah. and purple or something. Purple, yeah. Um, so they continue to argue as the night falls. Um, and it culminates in their friendship ending. Once the challenge is over, they end up in a cave. However, in the confessional, they talk about how pretty each other are. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Oh, my God, you are pretty. And I don't want to say that being conceited. And this just reminds me how much I love Katie and Sadie. Yeah, they're like, isn't it so great? We can both acknowledge each other's prettiness without Without sounding conceited. 
Exactly. Um, so back with the Gophers, it took me a while. Like I started to realize, oh, we haven't been with the base besides uh, the Katie and Sadie drama for a while yeah. in this episode. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Um, but at the Gopher camp, uh, they get hungry while they're waiting for Owen. And then a pizza guy shows up. He's like, pizza, pepperoni pizza, extra large, extra cheese. Uh, and then it's for the camera crew, which I believe on Survivor, they're not allowed to eat. Uh, they're not supposed to eat if they're filming or like. Oh, like they, the like the camera crew can't yeah, be like in front of like, the Yeah, people? they're supposed to be in the like, I, I'm assuming they can drink water, but they probably can't yeah. eat, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean that makes sense, but I this this did make me laugh when the you just see like the little hand pop up yeah. in front of the camera that he's like, Oh, it's uh it's over yeah. here, it's for us. I think that's part of the charm of the show is like they're breaking the fourth wall with the like, yeah. 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 Also, how close is the nearest pizza place? Like how secluded is Camp Wawanaqua? I have no idea. That it makes it seem cold. like it's far yeah. away from stuff. Yeah, you would think it's like the production pizza, like they're making it in the kitchen yeah, and bringing Stu it up, but no it? they yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a, it's a, a regular, regular pizza place. Yeah, it's just a, he's just a regular guy. He was like, I don't, I don't know uh, what y'all are doing over here, but I'm trying to deliver this pizza. Exactly, exactly. Um, anyways, Owen returns with the fish. Um, everyone except for Heather is excited. And Izzy takes a bite out of one, asking if it's better to cook it first. And then Owen tells this story about and I like the animation, how they mm-hmm. go do like 2D stick figure sort of things. Owen tells the story about how his grandfather taught him how to fish. And in one incident, a shark bit him in the butt. And he, without consent, drops his pants to show off the scars. And only mm-hmm. Izzy is excited about it. So Owen, learn some consent, please. But yeah. I do love the stick, the animation that they use with Owen's story sometimes. I remember being, yeah. it being prominent in World Tour, I think. Yeah, I well. like every time they change the animation. We we talked about this whenever Harold did his talent show. Um, yeah. It's not like a completely different style like this is, but like when he does his beatboxing, it's like cut a little bit different. Yeah, and this is like a completely different style of animation to tell the story. Also, it's like hand drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Pigwood's big movie? Uh, no. It, I don't think so. It reminds me of the drawings from that movie. Just oh, yeah. Okay, okay. That's well, your I was homework for say... the week on Disney Plus. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, well, I was gonna say Owen's grandpa in this little drawing looks like uh, Santa Claus from Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys. Do you remember that movie? I have seen it. Oh my gosh, it was like a significant part of my childhood. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yukon Cornelius. Uh, I I don't. I don't remember. I think think his name is Santa. Voiced by the same guy, Scott. What's his name? Uh, here uh you you talk more about owen's story okay so yeah owen is telling this story like it's very harrowing about um about his grandpa and how he he's he knows how to like fend for himself in the wild because his his grandpa taught him and uh everyone's like huh okay okay owen and i mean so far they have no reason to not believe him because he has been the one that's like you know found some food and stuff for them and uh and yeah he he's doing he's doing a good job of like making this believable okay i found out the information so owen and trent are voiced by scott mccord yukon cornelius is voiced by an australian canadian voice actor named scott mcneil that's where my confusion was i was very convinced Um, i did not know that trent and owen were the same voice actor yeah, they are. I think Katie, Sadie, and Lindsay are also the same voice actor. But <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I gotta I gotta learn this stuff and pay more like closer attention. I have never looked at photos of the voice actors besides Chef and DJ because he was in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. person like some of these people do not look like I expect them. Like Chris does not look like I expect Chris. I gotta look these people up. Yeah. Um, That's my other homework for the week. Oh, and I had seen the Lashana one because I wanted to confirm that it was, she was voiced by. Oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. But, we yeah. did look her up. Anyways, uh, yeah. I enjoyed the animation gag, but then I think this like strategically is not good for Owen to lie when a real bear comes up, but we'll get to that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um at least he kept them entertained. Um He did, yeah. I mean they had a lot of time to kill. Speaking of time to kill, uh, they have to pitch a tent over at the killer bass setup. Um and Bridget pitches a tent and Jeff says, Wow, you pitch a tent like a dude or a guy. This was and Granted, he does immediately. She's like, "Really?" And he's yeah. like, "It." He cuts to it. Cuts to him in confessional, and he's like, "What? Why would I say that?" Um, but he's then like, he follows you're up. You put your like attempt like a guy, like asking yeah. himself that. I was like, "Yeah." But then he's his like follow up as a way to like make the situation better. He's like, "I just meant you don't do it like all girly and stuff." And I'm like, "Bro, that, how did you think that was better?" Yeah. As a child, I definitely didn't pick up on the euphemism, but there's also oh, no. like him pitching as a guy. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Are you like, okay. This is a this but. is an instance where the show is also uh, playing to the adults watching. Yes, um, and he's like, yeah, you're not afraid to get dirty like other girly girls. And uh, Bridget had every right to slap him just in that moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a bad look for Jeff. Indeed, indeed. Uh, meanwhile, Duncan and Courtney also argue over gender roles in regulation and re- re- regarding food preparation. Um, mm-hmm. because he's like, "Oh, when are you going to make us sandwiches or something?" And like, says he says, "What's like for this. dinner, woman?" That's it. Which sexism. is like, yeah, so bad, so yeah, this bad. Had a lot of sexism. It did, um, yeah. Mean, and then uh, DJ arrives with a sick rabbit um in his arms. And Duncan's like, oh, I've never had rabbit stew, but I'm excited. And he's just like, how dare you? This is my pet bunny. Bunny. Yeah, yeah which, I mean, could he have thought for maybe two more minutes on a name for the rabbit? I mean, have I told you the story? I've definitely told it on a podcast. But um, when I was four, my mom got me a stuffed animal. It was a stuffed bear. Um, and on the name tag, it said Keith or Marshall or something. Maybe she got it. Marshall's his name was Keith. I was like, nope, his name is Bear. <laughs> also and, shout out to stephanie tanner uh yeah isn't that that's one's mr. Mr. Bear. bear yeah he's yeah more mine's just bear oh. yeah uh and i know exactly where bear is he's in he's in one of the bedrooms at home uh and i thought about bringing him to california but i was like there's probably i don't even know what my apartment looks like at this point but hmm. yeah bear yeah. bear's a homie and hmm. i yeah. have no no disrespect to dj for naming bunny bunny yeah but to be fair you were a child DJ is. I was about to say DJ's a grown man, but I am. I, I think he's again. sixteen. He's 16. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. just. I that is. I will never get used to that. There's just to be yeah. sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Man, Different I saw show, same company, right? I saw a tweet about about that show the other day, and I was like, man, that was a good one. Yeah, what was the tweet? Because I think I saw TikTok just, about it. I I just it was like a just a picture of like the a poster yeah. for the show, and it was like. I, like do you guys remember the show or something like that yeah um meanwhile uh yeah so 
this the sexism is still happening. DJ has Bunny, and Duncan's like, wait, where are the girls, Katie and Sadie? Um, and we find out that they are wandering in the woods, and they've been walking in a large circle. They start yelling at each other about directions again, and then they panic after hearing an owl. They run through the woods into a cave, and this becomes a... I know we said no spoilers, but like mild spoiler about a non-essential character. This is where the Sasquatch, do you know the word I'm trying to say? Sasquatch, yes. Sasquatch Wanakwa, though. I think that's. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Sasquatch Wanakwa, I forgot. Sasquatch I think, yeah, that's his his name. The one that's, the specific one that lives there. Sasquatch Wanakwa, that's his home, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Here, I'll put the, I'll put the. um... Oh, yeah. And I'll put the. Yeah. Ah, private chat. There we go. Um, uh, Saskatchewan, Sasquatch, and Wawanaqua. Yeah, okay, okay. Sas- Sasquatch and Aqua. That's a hard yeah. word. That's, that's our wild. hashtag for the episode. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the hashtag. And I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You have to figure out how to spell it yourself if you got to yeah. the end of this podcast. Yeah, we'll have like five different hashtags yeah. of different Tweet spellings. at Autumn, myself, and Brazil Dragon Pod. <laughs> What you think of this episode, and with the end, you have to hashtag Sasquatch. Yeah, you, do your best guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, that's the cave that they end up right. Yeah, honestly, I think they got a pretty good deal. There was no one there at that point in time. It yeah. started to rain later in the night. Right, and then like, they're in the cave. It's cold. I feel like they they're pretty okay. Like, it's, yeah, it wasn't like, the they, worst thing for them, probably. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Hulk has been in a cave a few times. Like I, that, like little a crevice in like a top of a mountain sort of cave. That seems comforting to spend a night in if you have supplies, right? Which right. they do not. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would never be my first choice for uh, no. It's no bed and mattress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it definitely there's a lot worse options. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, the Gophers, uh. We get, we get, oh, I scrolled up. Did I? No, I think this is Owen telling the story of the bear and they notice Izzy's mention, missing. So he's going to tell another story and then a nearby bear comes out. Uh, it scares everyone. Cody pees himself um, and they all climb a tree. Um, so that's where we leave off there. And then Bridget is spooked by an owl and realizes, tells everyone that she is afraid of being alone in the forest, which is actually good foreshadowing because I don't think she tells her fear. Like, I didn't realize, I didn't pick up on that because I thought everyone was shared in the campfire circle, but no. Yeah. Um, Duncan decides to tell a ghost story um, and he does the punchline where it's like, and then it was a hook and he has the hook for a hand, which scares everyone. Um, it's, it, especially Courtney is scared, but trying not to act scared. Also, Felipe, do you like scary stories? No, I'm not a scary story person. Do you, do you I watch scare scary easily. movies? Is Scooby Doo a scary movie? Oh, okay. I mean, well, so I've seen Get Out. I've seen the Quiet Place series. I, I don't love scary you movies. Like I know mild scary movies. I like mild scary movies occasionally in the light. I know our original third co-host loves horror movies she does yes yes which scares me uh like yeah. i don't know how you could do that like just go to all these scary movies like i could not sleep at night um i do want to see nope by jordan peele though oh yeah i With mean if, you, if you've seen get right kiki palmer true jackson vp um yeah i i'm not a scary anything person 
Um, so if like he started, if Duncan started telling these scary stories and like I was, there, I, would not, I, would, I would leave. I mean, yeah, I'd be like, I'd I'm rather go find face Sadie the woods. and Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah. face the woods by myself than hear the scary story about like an axe murderer. Yeah. Also, every time there's like some kind of like hook hand or something in one of these stories, um, I think of the hash slinging, sl- hash slinging slasher. Yeah. Yeah, hash slinging slasher from from SpongeBob. Even though he doesn't have a hook, right? He has a spatula. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's the, for some reason that's what I think of. Exactly. Um, I I I would not be here for this, and I don't blame Courtney for yelling at him afterwards. Yeah. Um, he deserves that. But, but then they hear like some animal noise in the distance and he leaps, she leaps into his arms. Um, so uh, back at the gophers camp, uh, they're asking, oh, and how do you, how, can you help us with this bear? And he's like, oh, I was only being theatrical. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're all mad at him for attracting the bear in the first place with the bear growl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay had me in stitches here. She's like, oh my God, the bear ate Izzy. And Heather is like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah, she's like, this This was so funny because Heather says, like, well, if the bear ate Izzy, that's good for us. Then it's, like, not hungry anymore. And what made me laugh even harder was that after when she says this, Gwen, like, turn, snaps her head around and goes, <gasps> and she just stares at her. And it, I don't know why, but that made me laugh so hard. Gwen was just so appalled that, that Heather was, I mean, really thinking logically, like, you don't want your cast members to be eaten, but she's not wrong. You really don't want your cast members to be eaten. Uh, that's my stance here on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. <laughs> yeah, this um, is an anti-eating your cast members uh, podcast, in case yeah. anyone was wondering. There's one actor that got canceled last year that we are specifically speaking to. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I thought it was very fatphobic of the branch that Lashana to be on to like mm. break. Yet, yeah, like Owens, like respectfully as a yeah. big boy. Owen should have fell before Lashana, yet he was on top of people, too. Right, right, which, like, you'd think, I feel like, like, the the branches on the top are usually, like, not as sturdy. Yeah. Also, like, just to, like, be, talk about the physics, uh, as a big boy, Owen has a lot more mass than Lashana does, regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, Owen is a very round man. Yeah, yeah, like, more surface area. Yeah. So, I felt like it was disrespectful that they did that to Lashana, but I guess they were like, Lashana needs some story time. Owen yeah, it was disrespectful episode. for them to not edit Lashana at all into these episodes, really. Uh, yeah, when was the last time Lashana was prevalent? Was it the first episode when I she mean, was dealing with racism? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay, like say some racist stuff so she can get some airtime, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't really have airtime in the Dodgeball episode of the town show either. So, no. No. More Lashana content, please. And she does become yeah. a bigger character in the next few episodes, yeah. from what I remember. So, but still, should have been from the beginning. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, Izzy's like, "Are you okay?" Because like they think the bear's about to eat Lashana. Um. And Lashana's like, "Did that bear just talk to me?" And <laughs> it's like, "Ha! Huh, it's Izzy!" Ha <laughs> ha. And then she's like, "In confessional, I can read the quote unless you have it." Oh, uh, I don't have it. Okay. Izzy's like, "Okay, okay, that was so funny." Like. Oh, it's a bear. Oh, no. And like, oh, we're all going to die now. Help, help. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to eat you. Like, I could actually do that. There's no way. Okay. I love Izzy so much. Also, where yeah. did she get a bear costume? She bring Who it with knows? her? I mean, 
maybe. And if and Carol like can one bring that was his ant farm, then true. he should be able to bear, bring a bear costume. And it's and it's good enough that they actually thought she was a legitimate yeah. bear. Yeah. So it's not just like she looks like a like mascot teddy bear or something. But exactly. I love Izzy so much. Izzy's hilarious. Uh, going back to the bass campsite, the campers, except for Duncan, are terrified by Duncan's story to leave their tent for or sleep, so no one's be in it, been able to fall asleep. And Bridget really has to go to the bathroom. And uh, DJ's like, yeah, I had to, too. And he sh- shakes a little jar with yellow substance. It's like, mm-hmm. DJ, that's <laughs> gross. But um, she walks outside, and a ton of bats fly past her, one into her face. And uh, she inadvertently kicks, like, a stone, a hot coal, into, mm-hmm. like, into the tent or on the tent. And it burns the tent down, but no one is injured. Um, yeah. Conveniently. So big... Survivor of the Amazon, uh, like everything's burning, yeah. um, and everyone's very unhappy about it. Exactly, yeah. Um, it we we are not thrilled by that. <laughs> um, they they I would be annoyed too, to be honest, especially when it starts raining. Yeah, man. Uh, like we've been struggling out there for so long. We built our tent and stuff, and now it's all burned. Yeah. For, for what? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it doesn't rain just yet because Izzy. After the whole Izzy shenanigans, the gophers are enjoying their fish. Another bear emerges from the bushes, and Owen tries to pull the bear's head, thinking it's another prank, specifically by Chris. Um, but this bear is real, and mm-hmm. so they all His climb hair comes the- off. Cody pees again. Uh, they yep. all climb the tree once again, and Courtney starts yelling at Bridget at the bass campsite for ruining the tent. It starts to rain. Everyone's without a shelter except for Katie and Sadie. So honestly, they might be the real winners, even though Katie right. got voted out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least I—that's another thing. Like, if I'm outside and it's it's raining, I at all costs will not—I I will get to like indoors somewhere, and I will not go outside again. I there are a few things I hate as much as being wet when I'm just like when I'm not supposed to be wet when I'm just like. And this in, is reason number five why Autumn will go on Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, we could just keep a giant list. This is like, yeah. there's like a million reasons. Yeah, this is certainly one of them. Yeah, being wet is the worst when you're in regular clothes. Yeah, is that a jeans when you're wet. Ugh, gross. The worst. The worst. So you mentioned that you don't love swimming, but I remember there was like, uh, in swimming lessons, they were like, bring your clothes to swimming lessons one day, and like, because you have to swim with your clothes on in like lifeguard training and like rescue <gasps> certifications and stuff like that. Like in case you uh, fall in or something. Yeah, like if you're on a boat and you need to swim, like practice swimming with heavy objects. Yeah. So Ugh. that was not fun. No, I didn't get um, that advanced in swimming lessons, but yeah. uh, ooh, that sounds bad. Exactly. Yeah, but it's always fun when you're like, oh, let me bring it. Um, let mm. me bring uh, these clothes and swim in the pool, and then like, yeah, it's like oh, it gets old real fast. Yeah, it's um, like once you're out of the pool, it's like, Ugh, yeah, what do we do? Um, anyways, uh, they go to bed. It's the next morning. I don't think anyone sleeps, right? Except for Katie and Slady. Yeah. Katie and Slady. I mean, Slady. Listen, the gays on Twitter would be Slady. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should call her that from now on. Slady, yes. Um, so we, Katie and Slady, <laughs> uh, they they wake up. Um, they see the same bear that attacked the gophers and they run uh, at the bass camp. Courtney wakes up cuddling Duncan. And he accu- she accuses him of cuddling her. And Duncan's like, I was sleeping. You were... Uh, and he was not thrilled. And Courtney was in the confessional. 
Uh, I'm going to do my impressions. They're not good impressions for every character, but I, I'm going to do them. Do you do those I get impressions? Okay. I just want to say, for the record, that I was totally asleep and therefore unconscious at the time of the alleged cuddling with said Neanderthal. So essentially, it's like it never happened. Um, Great points. Good argument, Courtney. We're not going to get into the logistics of consent, but I believe if she's sleeping, is she, like, she's literally unconscious. I don't think yeah. that's like... I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was, they were huddling for warmth. Right, right. You're in yeah. the woods, you know, extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Uh, anyways, at camp, Chris is preparing the campfire for the night ceremony. Um, the killer vast come out of the woods. They're declaring victory minutes before the gophers arrive. And Heather blames Izzy and Owen for them losing the challenge. But Chris pauses everyone, saying there are two members missing. And Courtney says, oh, Kitty and Slady, they're, they're, they were eaten by wolves. And Duncan's like, yeah, yeah so sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're so nonchalant. They're on the same page in that sense, which I do like for the characters. I like that, anyway. yeah. Yeah. But then they reappear, and they're so happy to make it back. And they are sad that they got lost. And then they start apologizing to each other. It's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I called you ugly. And Sadie's like, wait, what? And then she's like, oh, yeah. that one wasn't on camera. And now they're BFFFLs again. Mm-hmm. So, um, all is unfortunately, well in the world. Well, not at all as well, because they have to go to, uh, not tribal council, the campfire ceremony. And mm-hmm. Chris awards the gophers not only invincibility, but an all expenses paid trip to the tuck shop. What is a tuck shop? I know. I literally, so I haven't been watching these with subtitles on. Um, but you when this happened, else? I I no I I didn't know. I mean, I didn't think it was that, but I didn't know like what they were saying. And I backed it up, turned the subtitles on, so I could like make sure I because I thought they said tuck shop. But then I was like, surely not, because what in the world is that? And then I was like, no, that that is what they said. And it was like everyone just understood what they were talking about. Yeah, right. It just seemed like um, is this like, a Canadian camp? thing? Maybe or camp thing. Uh, like maybe like a summer camp, like uh, the snack cabin or something, like the yeah. snack shop or something. I guess like, so. Uh, I mean, that's what it seemed, it seemed like, like. Yeah, it seemed like so. They went to the hot tub and they were disgusted because Owen was eating so many snacks and then he threw up in the hot tub. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So bad. I mean, Although, Owen is just like. Yeah. Soft spoilers. Owen's getting my LVP this episode, and it's not close. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I did like the chocodiles. I think that's a good snack and should be mm, real. Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Anyways, campfire ceremony. Marshmallows are going out to everyone except for Katie and Sadie. They get upset realizing that they will be split apart. Sadie gets the last marshmallow. Katie is into the dock of shame. Now we have to discuss this strategically. Why do you think they picked Sadie to stay over Katie? I have no idea. And I don't like that they showed us literally like no... There was not one like confessional about like how somebody was gonna vote. Nothing. We don't. We we got nothing. And if Katie and Sadie are so inseparable and like kind of like of one mind as we're supposed to believe, then what differentiates the two of them? Okay, so there are seven people who voted for Katie or Sadie because Katie and Sadie did not vote for each other, right? Mm-hmm. You think they just did a 4-3 split, but there's no idols in this Yeah, season. there's no way they split. I don't think these people know how to split it. Uh, yeah. I feel like... Do they? Do we think they picked Katie because they knew um, that Katie was the one that like got them cast on the show? 
that my another theory I had, not that I'm like disregarding your theory. Uh, one theory that I could have had is that maybe they thought Katie was more cutthroat as she was willing to say meaner things about Sadie. Mm, yeah, moment. maybe, maybe. Um, Katie, also, it seems like I, my theory is they would have made whoever went to be the more emotionally grounded one in the moment of disappearing, whereas mm-hmm. the other one is more upset that they have to stay. Mm-hmm. But Kate, they were like, maybe Katie will be better off leaving and Sadie like will be weaker emotionally and we yeah. can pick her up as a number. Yeah, Katie could probably like yeah. fin for herself a little bit better if um Sadie was the one that left. Whereas Katie leaving means that Sadie will like need someone else yeah. to like latch on to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. that Katie wouldn't, but like we're just like picking this structure. Right. We don't have a lot of information. Yeah, yeah we have no so. idea. They showed us nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so Sadie refuses to let Katie go, but Katie encourages her to continue on without her. The Bass Cabin has Duncan apologizing to Courtney for scaring her with the Hookman story. Courtney insists that she was not scared and denies the existence of the Hookman, but Duncan pulls out the hook again and she screams. Courtney gets enraged, walks away, explaining how much she despises him, even though Duncan is convinced she isn't, and he relaxes, puts his hands behind his back, and he accidentally pokes himself with the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's um, the end of the episode. So yeah, that's the end of the episode. Just to go through some stats, uh, the purple characters for this week with no speaking roles: uh, Beth, Chef, Cody, Harold, and Tyler. They had a purple episode, and I think we should continue to track these. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, then the pizza delivery guy speaks. Uh, his voice actor is unknown. Um, but yeah, so uh, Katie and Sadie were the bottom two. Um, and apparently, the pizza guy is based on Cody and Duncan's original designs. I don't oh, think we've ever talked about original designs. We should do that sometime. But yeah, like, we should. I, I need to do some more research first because I know nothing about that. Pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, so should we get into our regular, regular segments? Schmegments? Yes, let's um, do it because these were difficult for indeed. me. Indeed. So uh, I'm just gonna copy and paste these. Uh, thingies in the thread i need to empty out our last one so yeah do you want to start with strategy or do you want to start with um the other ones um the okay, characters because i think start, one is easier than the others uh let's start with the characters yeah that's where i was leaning to because the um, strategy like one of my strategy ones i don't even have like it's up for grabs if you can convince me of anyone so let's sure. start with the characters so for my mvp uh, my favorite character of the episode, it's my girl Izzy. I mean, so yeah. so crazy and weird, and I loved every second of it. No, I I support that MVP decision 100%. Um, for me, okay, I know we're trying to give them to individual characters, but these two are kind of a package deal. Can I give them to both Katie and Sadie? I think, yes, especially since like this is one of their boot episodes so, like you can't do that in the future i think yeah. that's fine yeah okay because they just had me rolling with uh um with the shenanigans that they were pulling on each other and i like th- them yelling at each other made me giggle so yeah that's i fair. very much enjoyed it so uh i i spoiled it earlier my lvp is gonna go to owen in this episode just because like the lack of consent pulling your pants down uh the the like him pulling on the bear for no like just to antagonize it just without even thinking it could be a real person like obviously maybe it was chris but better safe than sorry don't uh, like antagonize the bear yeah um and then throwing up in the hot tub like all these so I bad just couldn't with Owen very this egregious episode. 
yeah. yeah. What about you? That's justifiable. Um, but my LVP is Duncan because he was someone else I was considering. He was bad. Uh, he well, first of all, he told scary stories, and we've already discussed. Not my jam. Um, and then also he was like sexist to Courtney when he was like, "What do you say? What's for dinner, woman?" And then later he like called her a drama queen and stuff, and he was like egging her on for like cuddling him or whatever and i that's my girl courtney and so i didn't appreciate that from duncan and that's why he is my lvp yep i think it's very fair to do that um but yeah so should we get into the strategy of it all we should can we start with the bad strategy though? yeah we can so just a reminder because- uh modeled after the survivor know-it-alls podcast rob sesternino and steven fishback each or they used to really give a Cesty every week, which was the bad player, which uh, in contrast to the fishy, which is the good player of the week, which they still do. Um, so ours are called the Sheffy for the good player of the week because we love Chef, and the Chrissy for the bad player of the week because Chris is a pain in the ass. Yes, yes. And so my Chrissy, this, so I, you know, we said like we weren't going to be giving these to the person that gets voted out every week because that's like an easy cop out and I didn't do that but it does feel like I did that because I gave it to Sadie uh because she I mean she got lost with Katie and they they were the whole reason that their team lost in the first place because they were not there when they got back at the end and then also that was obviously a, a reason for everyone else to vote one of them out and then also it it jeopardizes like herself and her other like her number one in the game there's no one else with them that they can like throw it on and be like no it was like this person's fault and so then her number one like leaves uh and yeah not not a great strategic episode for sadie that's very very fair uh my thinking here duncan's a consideration trying to scare the entire team uh, okay. is not good team morale Owen's a consideration because, like, he almost got them all killed, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's bad strategy for winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I considered Izzy briefly, but I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, like, she put a target on her back, which is not great, but it's also like she then they have a story to tell and get through the night. I'm really right. struggling here because I see your point with Katie and Sadie. Yeah, they lost. Um, I don't really want to double down on them. I think someone else should be, uh, yeah, not punished, but uh. I think Duncan, like, stressing the rest of the team out, put the target on his back if they go to tribal council, which they do. He's lucky that Katie and Sadie weren't there. Maybe he would survive because he's, like, socially integrated, but it's just, like, not good. You know DJ's a scaredy cat. Bridget's anxious. Courtney, like, read your tribe better, bro. So I'm giving it to Duncan here. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Not good optics for, like, you know, winner potential. Yeah, and then sh- I guess I should do the chef first unless you have one. I just need to think out loud. I, no, I do so, it. so this is my problem. We didn't get a lot of strategy, period, uh, yeah. in this, this episode. And so I struggled to come up with my Chrissy, but I struggled even more to come up with a Sheffy because I don't really have one. So yeah. I feel free to, if you've got somebody... Tell me. Okay, I'll tell you who I'm thinking about because I'm not solid on my decision yet. Okay. Okay, let's talk about um, I think Courtney took initiative and she was like very like she yes, she snapped at Bridget um mm-hmm. for something that wasn't necessarily Bridget's fault. 
But I think she took initiative. She was like very much like team leader. They needed to get through the night. Someone needed to do it. And everyone else was like being flaky. I think Trent was trying to cause harmony with the tribe that was clearly fractured. Yes, he Mm -hmm. took one side, obviously, naturally. But I think he was at least attempting to be like somewhat of a unifying presence during the night. Like even with Mm -hmm. like uh, Owen's story, he was like very like right on, dude. Like he was playing the good social game there. And then uh, DJ, I guess, like kind of embraced himself for the tribe again. But also maybe strategically was bad because they wanted to eat the rabbit. It's also one night. You're not on real Survivor, please. Right, right, right. So, um, I don't know. I guess I'm between Courtney and Trent. And because Courtney did go to Tribal Council, I think I'll give it to Courtney here. Okay. Um, especially because I, I, I think in the next episode, I'll have flack for Courtney. So, yeah. it makes up for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I, that I'm a Courtney apologist. So, um, I I agree with that. What you're saying, she was. I think that she she is probably going to be for a lot of the episodes. Like when we don't really know, it's easy to like default to Courtney because she always does have some yeah, kind just of like leadership at, role. Looking at our history, I've already given Courtney two Chrissies and one Sheffy, and you've given Courtney one one Chrissy and three Sheffy. She is clearly <laughs> the leader in like she is strategy points. She's always doing something strategic. She, it's I just mean, not she necessarily really a good strategy. I think right, every right. single, except for the talent show episode, Courtney has gotten a strategic merit. It's just yeah. a good merit or a demerit. Yeah, um, she, but I do want to shout Trent out here because I think he was like trying to unify. Yeah, I'll give if, I'll give my my Chrissy no not Chrissy my Sheffy, Sheffy. to to Trent then because I hadn't okay. really thought about that until you said that and I do I do agree I think that um, he definitely was trying to. Yeah. Like even when you know Heather was so was so mad about uh, Gwen like putting Harold's ant farm on her and stuff, he's like, well, okay, but like let's be rational. Like I think he's trying to like you know calm things down. Um, he, yeah, was like into Owen's story, and then also when they're like, there's no food, he's like, okay, well, what does that mean? We have to go find the food. So yeah, I mean it's a low bar for this episode, but but yeah, I'll I'll give mine to Trent. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, I think, yeah, that's that's a solid, solid uh, shout. Um, in terms of our the other segments that we have, um, I want to ask about Chef and Chris. So Purple Chef, I think it's a loss for Chef this week or a thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he literally is not in the episode, right? Like he's, yeah. I don't even think he makes an appearance at all. Yeah, which is upsetting. And then in the next episode, he has a brief moment of appearance. Yeah, very but, brief. Yeah. Um, and then Chris, thumbs up or thumbs down? This one is harder for me. I mean, so Chris, at the very beginning of the episode, I think it's technically um, part of the recap. Because like the, they show the recap, and then he's like, so stay tuned for tonight when it's the most dramatic. What is he? I think he does I wrote this it all down. the time. He though, says, like, yeah, the most dramatic marshmallow ceremony, ceremony, yeah, marshmallow ever, ceremony which he ever. called it a marshmallow ceremony. I wrote that down, and it's that's not what its name is. So first of all, why are you messing the name up of the uh, the structure of your own show? And I mean, I guess it was dramatic because like it was Katie and Sadie, but like I don't know that it was like the most dramatic. Yeah. So he was like doing a lot, but then he also like didn't have a lot of screen time. I don't know. Where are you on Chris for this episode? I think it's a thumbs up because he didn't annoy me. I guess his like oh that's true. His aura was 
like felt in the sleepover because Owen thought the bear was Chris playing a prank, which is not good. Right. But uh, I think I don't. I think Chris. This is a thumbs up for Chris, and I'm not keeping okay, track. Okay, so if like, anyone wants to, if anyone out there listening wants there. to, yeah, wants to keep track of when we're giving thumbs up and Chef and Chris, we're keeping track of everything else, but not. Yeah, we're not. This. We're not do that. But like, the yeah. less he's there, it's like the more positive of a of a Chris episode. Yeah, that's kind of my stance. Unless he has a really good episode and he's like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's an episode where he hosts like uh some sort of game show, and I think he was on fire mm, for yes. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. Yeah. Chris is a more charming TJ Lavin to me, where he's obnoxious mm. most of the time he's there, but he has more charisma, so he can land some things. I'm yeah, not a TJ Lavin fan, and I will say it to his face. Uh, are you like actively like anti TJ Lavin? I think he needs to be replaced. I think I mean, you and I have bonded over the fact that we love Devin Simone. I yes, think yeah. Devin Simone needs to host the challenge, and I think uh, it's absurd that say he's less. Going. But like, she needs to host the reunion shows at the very least. But yeah, especially because uh, they get random he, people to do the reunion shows. I, I just never have appreciated how TJ is always like shaming quitters just because he's like an extreme sports person doesn't mean that like everyone should have like to like be shamed if it's like a difficult job like if someone has a paralyzing fear of heights don't shame katie doyle don't shame that theo guy from that one season i also think tj is slightly racist at times like there are times that he mm. like does things to like contestants of color that he wouldn't do to like a banana okay. who i also hate i hate a lot of the people on the challenge if you can't tell uh, yeah, ch- the challenge is you just kind of have to hate watch it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the challenge CBS, but then when I heard he's hosting that too, I'm like, why? Get Marcellus to host. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I feel like a lot of people really like TJ. I'm not like I'm not a TJ fan, and people are like, oh, you killed it, like TJ. Like you have to like respect TJ. I'm like, no. no. I if I like, I, I'm never gonna be on the challenge. Let's be very clear. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. small chance that I've ever had a chance. If he went back and listened to this, I, like I would get bullied on the show because, like, yeah. I'm like I talk shit about TJ, but like I've always considered, like, hypothetically, we all watch these shows. My strategy would be like to get in the Bananas Alliance and like pull a Tony and betray him at the yeah, end. Yeah, but like I would also try to vote TJ in, just as like TJ, I'm voting you in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I and I know he, people respect him, but I also think he's like too broy for me, and I'm not a big bro. He is. Yeah. Yeah, and he really like. He does like bro down with he the like, toxic people, like, masculinity bravado that I don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't even seem like he particularly cares to be there. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, he doesn't seem to like he enjoys being there. He's just like, also, I know he has like memory issues because of an accident that he had, but like, right. it is frustrating as a viewer when you hear the ADR anytime that he has to explain the challenge because he can't like explain yeah. it coherently in the moment and they like have to like put it in post. Whereas mm-hmm. Jeff Probst, like, there, I've never caught ADR, like, very rarely. Yeah, um, he's like over explaining stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, and at that point, I would just rather, like, the contestants do, like, we get out to the backyard and we have to see, <laughs> we see this giant monster truck. And, we, yeah. and TJ tells us we have to jump over it. Like, have someone explain in the, in the confessionals. Yeah. If, if, like, TJ's not going to be able to, like, perform in that level. But anyways, that's my TJ okay. having rant. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, fair. It's fair. One last thing that my brother told me. Um, so my brother, I got my brother into the challenge right as I was getting out. Like I, the last season I watched in full, besides the All-Stars, I actually do like the All-Stars, um, was World of Worlds 1 with Turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my brother into it during the pandemic. So was that Total Madness that first? Because I didn't watch World of Worlds Is that the one where they're in the bunker? 
Yeah, that's the first one with Jay from Survivor. Yeah. My brother's a big Jay guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched a couple episodes and fell off. And then so my brother's been keeping up with the challenge pretty regularly. And he told me about this, like, like I saw people talking about the phone call, cell phone thing that TJ did with Josh. And I, that's like a moment where, like, granted, I haven't seen it based on the way my brother described it. It felt very much like TJ would never pull that shit on Bananas or CT right. or, like, one of his favorite white guys. But because it's a person of color, yeah. he doesn't like that much. Like, he'll, like, take it out. Like, uh, like even, like, if Nelson did it, I feel like he would do it. And I think Nelson is, like, one of his favorites, if I had to assume. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. He's, like, a, I, he's he's not the, not the best host, yeah. certainly. <laughs> not me here about to joke, bring back Johnny Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Is he the one? No, but I think it's David, the, uh, the other guy who passed away. Uh. Yeah, I don't Honestly, know. Yeah, no, Devin Simone for challenge host. For sure. For sure. Like, don't yeah. don't talk to me about anybody else. Uh, was it you that I got the cameo for Devin? It was, yeah, for okay. my birthday, yeah. Yeah, I remember doing it for somebody. I just couldn't remember for who. And I, yeah, it was I, you. I think about that, like, not, like, I think about that from time to time. I'm like, man, that, Devin Simone really, like, yeah. got, gave me a cameo. Like, that's so, what, what, a, what a good she friend you She gave you a great cameo, however... Nothing will ever compete the six-minute cameo that Rini Bell from Gilmore Girls gave Caitlin that I got for her. I just oh like can you wish Caitlin a happy birthday. She's a big Gilmore Girls fan, and she went she like, say six less. minutes. She said <laughs> she gave a five-minute thirty presentation at the very least, if not six minutes. Oh and my gosh! Yeah, um, I feel like I will, that cameo will never be able to be topped. Like six minutes. I mean right. that that is you're getting your money. I for think it. Vincent Martello gave a good one too when I got one for Navi and Will for Christmas. But like mm-hmm. those are the top three cameos I've ever seen. Uh, the 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 Devin, the Rini, and the Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We were talking about total drama, right? We are. Yeah. If you guys forgot, uh, this is not a cameo podcast or an anti TJ Lavin podcast. I mean, it is, but it's not. <laughs> like, it, that's yeah, not the yeah, yeah. The <laughs> um, but yeah, so Phil be a factor. So first things first. I know we talked about like the episodes in two. Did you remember anything specific anyone's phobias from the series? I know, like no, I didn't. I didn't really remember any of them. Um, I know you said you remember the Celine Dion cutout that Duncan yeah. was part of. Um, I did not remember it, and so like it, it did make me laugh when like, we got there. But then, like as like when he has to hug it, like I feel like yeah. I there was like a vague memory, but I would have never told you like it was Duncan. I remember more of the Dion. the visual of like a cutout of Celine Dion. Mm, um, yeah. And I, as now an adult who appreciates Celine Dion yeah. more, um, I like the little like musical cues that they put. Uh, like, yeah. her, like the little Titanic like cue. Yeah, it's like um, how do you you signify her music without getting yeah. copyrighted? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about like our phobias, like what they would pick? Yeah, because for? this so this episode they they kind of like are all sitting around the campfire and they like just start sharing all their fears like for seemingly no reason okay so we can like get into the plot a little bit and then we'll jump back into yeah the yeah so katie's st- like city is heaving oh yes over katie's elimination bridget has to pull her off the bro off the dock and she rips off a piece of plank and it reminded me of editing and eddie the plank kid um, oh yeah and i was like i want I, I wanted the plank to become a character because she walks back with the plank um <laughs> But yeah, she's like depressed and Bridget insists that Katie would want her to be strong and move on without her. 
Um, and um, she just keeps crying. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. they return to the killer bass, and the Scream Gophers show up with some leftovers from the party, and they try to convince the killer bass to join them out of kindness. Gwen admits that they are there because Owen stank up the cabin, and they needed to air it out. Um, which, again, Owen, gross. Yeah, uh, super gross. And then Beth offers the tribe, the camp, uh, a green jelly, like jello with a worm, in, a gummy worm in the middle. And Courtney yeah. freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, sla- and she's like, I don't want it. And Duncan wants to know if Courtney's on a diet. And she's just like, I just don't like green jelly. Um, and Beth brings it to DJ, who also freaks out because the gummy worm, he's like, I get afraid of snakes. Um, and then we get to um, we get to Gwen in confessional, who's like, so suddenly everyone's yeah. having this big share fest by the fire. Like Beth went on about how she, her mortal fear is being covered by bugs. Harold's afraid of ninjas. Even Heather admitted she's afraid of sumo wrestlers. Um, yeah, and so then this kicks off like everyone's literally sharing. everyone just like going around the circle at the campfire. So like, Adam, we're in the circle. What okay. are you going to share? So. My biggest fear, like, along these lines, like, my phobia that, like, these people were talking about, uh, I would say is probably, um, well, I will say Owen and Izzy, they mentioned flying. I am very scared of flying, and I will not do it at all costs. But, uh, even more so, I would say sharks. I am so scared of sharks. Like, I can't even... I can't even look at them. Like, if I've ever... The few times in my life I've been to aquariums, like, if there's a shark, I can't... I I need someone to go ahead of me, see that there's a shark, and say, Autumn, don't go over there because you there's a shark. You can't look at the shark. Because it just, like, makes me sick to my stomach. I I don't... Like, they're, they're just so terrifying to me. I They're so bad. Also, aquariums in general I make me sick to my stomach because I don't like yeah. the water. So that is also another phobia, just the aquariums. When you talked about... Actually, my phobia is sleeping overnight in the aquarium, <laughs> like the Boy yeah. Scouts. I have realistic ones, and then I also have ones that are connected to my OCD, so I can share one mm, of those. But, like, yeah. those are, like, I feel, like, unfair for... I think my headphone just went out. Uh, my, my microphone. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you. You, you okay. sound the same. Okay. I think it just disconnected for a second. But um, I like I have I can share those, but like I feel like it's unfair for Chris to use that against me. Like I would do it mm, for the yeah. point, but uh, I joke about it, but like I legitimately don't like old white man shoes as I call them. Uh, <laughs> the air balance, new balance shoes, uh-huh. or air monarchs, like the very ugly chunky. white ones, the chunky ones. Yeah. Those like legitimately give me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um it's understandable. And then, so like though that's like connected to my OCD though. Um, In terms of, like, something that, like, is just, like, a fear, like, uh, confined spaces, like, I don't mind being locked in a room if it's a small room, as long as I have, like, space to slightly move around, but, like, going back to the challenge, you remember in Free Agents when they had wrapped them around in Saran Wrap and they had to, like, roll Mm. around? That stresses me out, just thinking about being, like, wrapped up, confined, and, like, not being able to move, like, stuff like that, like, being stuck in a treasure chest or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, like, Gwen, like, Gwen's fear. Yeah, well, like, it's not so much as, like, there, I feel like I'll have at least have space to like move around if the chest is big enough, as long as it's not like super, super. You're thin. not actually stuck and can't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, um, clowns are creepy though. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you remember? I don't know if this was a thing everywhere, but I remember like in 2016 when I oh first the creepy went clowns college, that were murdering people. Yes. Yeah. And there I was like that. clowns like going around. I remember people like coming News into AF. my dorm room. 
Oh, yeah. It was also on News AF. Yeah, I remember people coming into my dorm room being like, there's reports of clowns around here. And we were like, what are y'all talking about? That was a weird time in uh, society. 2016 was a weird fall. 2016 was a lot. There was a lot happening that year. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Anyways, let's go through everyone's list of fears because then we get through a montage. We'll, and we'll like yeah. you know, jump through it. But Tyler, afraid of chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? I mean, and this is also a judgment free zone. If you're afraid of any of these things, we're not just like, we're not trying to mock you at all. We're just like kind of comparing it to like what our fears are in general. Yes. Chickens, I mean, not like they're not the cutest, cuddliest animals ever, certainly. Like, if you're around a bunch of them, they, they can like kind of run at you really fast. And yeah. maybe that's a little scary. But I don't know how many like chickens Tyler is running into in his everyday life. But granted, I don't run into sharks either. So, yeah um my first girlfriend she used to joke about how like she was very good friends with chickens that like she would take care of every time she would go to this farm that she would go in the winter so yeah she they were her friends she was a good friend yeah with them. i mean i held the chicken one time so like and it was a kind chicken and now i'm just thinking about it the chickens probably did oops oh yes most certainly probably did yeah anyways uh we should probably just circle back uh green jelly Jell-O. uh i mean to be fair the green of all the jellos, green's probably the worst. Yeah. So, but like jello in general, pretty good. Yeah. I like jello. Um, snakes. Snakes are bad. Well, it, yeah. well, I like snakes. That actually. snake, if it's not poisonous, I would hold that snake. Right, right. Snakes are very cool. It's just like when you think about if they could actually like kill you with poison, then it's like, ooh, maybe let me get away from the snake. But I, th- I like snakes enough that I wouldn't like be super averse to them like this yeah um sorry uh covered by bugs being covered by bugs yes that's a oh fear. yeah being covered by bugs is bad yeah. very bad N- ninjas uh i mean no, probably man. scary because also, if they're... i had a love ninjas that's that was like like this yeah. whole like love of martial arts and like yeah ninjas. yeah that that was weird um and then, like, later on, when it's, like, his turn to, like, do the, like, confront the ninjas, it, it is strange. But I think ninjas are probably, like, if, if ninjas are after you, just, I mean, that means probably bad for you, right? Like, they're trying to get you. Yeah. It's probably scary. For sure. Um, and then uh, sumo wrestlers. Not scary. I, I don't know what yeah. this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, being buried alive. That, I guess, could be stressful. Super though. scary. Yeah. Claustrophobia, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lindsay says her fear is walking through a minefield in high heels, which is very scary to me. But yeah. then she changes it, so we'll get to that later. Um, Owen expresses his fear of flying, and Izzy has that too, specifically of planes. Mm-hmm. Planes are planes are scary. They I don't... Uh, I don't love planes because I've always thought about like a lot of times people will say like autumn you're like safer when you're flying than you are in a car on the road like statistically you have higher odds of getting into a car accident and that may be true but also in the car I'm in control first of all if I'm in a plane I'm not driving the plane not flying it anywhere um yeah. and then also if I get in a car accident like I feel like the odds are are better that I could survive than if I get in a plane crash Whereas if my plane crashes, like I'm pretty much a goner. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Um, 
But yeah, so you, Owen, and Izzy will be in the plane. Yeah, um, we will. Which looks Jeff, very, like, janky, the plane yeah, that they were in later. For sure. Uh, Jeff says hail. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it is, hail is bad. But uh, it's not, I don't know why, if you should be fearful of it. If it's, like, really harsh hail, then yeah. But, like, if it's, like, light, like, small little pellets, I think. Yeah. It depends on the hail. Yeah, depends on when the hail. I when I was a kid, I legit thought hail was like giant ice bricks falling on top of your car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it? Are we talking dime-sized hail, as the weathermen say, or like you know, baseball-sized hail? Yeah, very exactly. different thing. Uh, Bridget says being alone in the woods, like last episode. Uh, Sadie yep. says bad haircuts as she is hugging the wood, and Lindsay's like, "Oh, I changed my mind. That's my fear." Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that is very scary. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's like a drastic one. Like if you have long hair and then you're cutting your hair pretty short and then it's bad. Well, now it's going to take you forever to grow back out. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I've thought about like shaving my whole head, but no, I don't want to. And like when I was yeah. a kid, I thought about it, but I was like, well, then what if it doesn't grow back? <laughs> that was my, that was a fear. But no, I I think I have good hair, so I'm not gonna shave it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody says diffusing a time bomb under pressure. I mean, just like good I don't for know you if you're yeah. gonna be the one who wants to diffuse a time bomb, but I would never be put in that situation because I would not know what to do. Right. Like, uh, like what situation am I gonna be in where I'm in a group of people and there's a bomb, and they say, "Oh my gosh, somebody has to diffuse it." The best choice is autumn. No, that's not. That's not a thing. That would ever happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Courtney says she's not afraid of anything, which people are like, nope. Um, we also just saw her be afraid of the hook story, so clearly she has fears. Right. right. Um, Duncan says his is uh, Celine Dion music store standees. <laughs> and this gets it like everyone pauses. They're like, what? What, yeah. what are you talking about? What even is that? Was a standee? And they're like, you know, yeah, Lindsay's like, what is a standee? Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't really give a reason, right? He's just yeah. like, I don't know. It's scary, man. Is that why she went to Juvie? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I want to know the backstory. He Did, vandalized like, the, yeah. the Celine like, Dion cutout. Yeah, or Celine Dion's the reason that he went to Juvie. Oh. Like, like she, like, reported him or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's not yeah. actually the cutout itself. But, yeah, but also, like, how how many stores or, or establishments is he in that has Celine Dion cutouts that they're, like, that uh prominent that it's a phobia yeah no it's definitely strange i feel like at this time though music scores were much bigger like music yeah TV yeah so maybe. that's true but celine dion was not relevant in 2008 i'm sorry like respectfully no. she, she her moment she's was on the, the decline 90s. yeah um trent says mimes which yes they're scary but yeah. also we talked about on the phineas and fur podcast that uh we did a couple hours ago that also had a mind mm-hmm. topic. Uh, are mimes a real thing? Like, like obviously they're real, but like, have you ever encountered a real mime? Like a mime with like a white face paint and like a striped shirt. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I hadn't thought about that till just now, but I don't think I have. Have you? No, I have not. I know there was a photo of Stephen Fishback in mime school. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. I remember. I know there's a. On the Real Housewives of Potomac, there was an episode where one of the people, like, she organized a trip for all of them to France, 
and to deliver the invitations to the other women, she sent a mime. So like mm. that was a real mime. That I know there's mime school, but I've never seen a mime. I've seen like those statue people, but I've never yeah, seen is a the real job mime. market bad for the people that yeah. that graduate from mime school? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like everyone's fears, I think. Did I miss anyone? Um I think that's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it listed, but I can't think of anyone that we didn't say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, so they all go to bed. The next morning, Chris reveals the challenge at breakfast is a phobia factor. Um, oh, we missed Lashana because hers wasn't shown, but we'll get there. Oh, right, but, right. Yeah. Um, and Lashana makes the joke about the sausage that they're eating. Um, yeah, can it be worse and, than this? Yeah. Trent says, like, these people are up, and Heather is drinking her coffee. Um, and Chris is like, yeah, and then Heather, we're gonna go to you, and you're gonna be fighting a sumo wrestler and he's she spits in trent's face yeah 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 and they're all very much like what how did you guys know all of our fears and And then they say stuff like oh we they must have been eavesdropping they're not eavesdropping eavesdropping. if you're Um, on a tv show and it's just called the the reality show yeah uh chris asked chef about a special order for tyler and Chef hands Tyler a piece of deep fried chicken where he bites. As the in head the off. whole chicken, it's like in a chicken shape still. Yes, uh, and then the chicken pops its head out. Um, I, so yeah, I don't understand the logistics of that, but you know, it's fine. And we can kind of yada yada the the like montage, but uh, yeah, Beth because it's just them facing the... all their fears that we just explained. Beth jumps into a pool of worms. Now, challenge complaint corner. Let's open it up. Okay. Worms are not bugs. Hmm. They're creepy crawlies, but they're what not are bugs. They? And I, th- I think mm. she said bugs. Okay, but if the worm is not a bug, what is it? And uh, creepy crawly, that, I feel like bugs are creepy crawl. No, because like a snail is not a bug, but that can be considered a creepy crawly. A snail is a mollusk, right? Uh, technically, a spider is not a bug. It's an arachnid. Okay, but then what is a worm? I think a worm Let's is not a bug. I'm gonna let me. Here, I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google worm and see what it. What what it says if it, if it oh. gives me like a like a noun, uh, yeah. invertebrate animals, blah blah blah. It just calls oh. them animals. So is a worm a bug? I mean, I yes. think that no. Is... I think that uh oh, this says worms are utterly and completely animals. Uh, worms are not insects; they are animals. Okay, I mean maybe you're right. No worms. It seems to be that people do not think that worms are um, are bugs. I put a Twitter poll that is definitely over by the time you're listening to this podcast. But um, Autumn, if you want to retweet it and then okay, okay. answer let as me, well. Okay, let me go do that right now because uh, my instinct says worm equals bug. However, my Google search just told me that was probably not the case. Exactly. Um, we want to hear from you. Because I don't think worms are bugs and this shouldn't count. But anyways, Beth gets her point. Um, Lindsay and Sadie both have to wear ugly wigs. Um, and we'll skip to the end. They're like ugly wigs. And then they take it off. And Lindsay's like, oh my god, I forgot how cute you are. And Lindsay, and Sadie says the same thing. They both Yeah, which like, they should have had to shave their heads. Like on the real, fear, on Fear Factor, like, sometimes people had to shave their heads. Yeah, 
Or at I least, mean, like, get that haircut. Yeah. Like, a genuine haircut, not a wig. Yeah, because then they know they can take it off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's another challenge complaint. Yeah. Um, uh, LaShawna ever, has... Wait, side note, side note. Did you ever watch Fear Factor? No. Uh, I've seen the clip of, like, the reality star ones, but... Uh, and then I saw... Actually, no. I saw one of the ludicrous episodes, but I never watched the Yeah, Joe but you Rogan didn't era. watch the OG with Not the... with Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we... In hindsight, I think I... I'm, in but, hindsight, that was a good choice. Um, yeah, I uh, I did watch Fear Factor when I was young, though, and I I really enjoyed it. Granted, I I was a child; we didn't we didn't know about Joe Rogan's shenanigans, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that it was like I remember the shaving your head thing was like when that would happen, when that would come up, like it was a very big deal, like especially for if it was like a like a man woman pair, the woman. Yeah, I mean, usually have you seen had all the amazing race. Oh yeah, like whenever they had to like Uchenna, shave their head. To, yeah, you yeah. and Joyce had that moment where like she shaved her head, and then Rachel Riley in uh, years later was not willing to shave her head. Right, um, right. Because of her extensions, and then uh, also I'm Big Brother. I I remember for like so I think in Big Brother twelve I want to say there was a veto that Brendan won that was like the punishment veto, which they need mm-hmm. to bring back. That's my yeah. They need yeah. to bring back, but it has to be like the gambling one, like a BB can for where like you mm. like bet on it. Yes. But um Brandon ended up winning and he had to shave his head. But I think for the women, which it was only Br- Brittany in the house at that point, because like mm-hmm. it was past Kathy's eviction. Right. Uh, I think they said, or Brittany, you can dye your hair pink. Mm. Yeah. So, Inter- I mean, you give an alternative, I guess. Yeah. I think maybe like dyeing her their hair pink or like other colors, like a mix, like a rainbow ugly thing. Yeah, like, like not really necessarily that color. people with rainbow hair is ugly. I'm yeah, but like a like gross people. rainbow. Like not yeah. a not a fun one. Yeah, like Lindsay would call it ugly, so I'm just using her words. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's another complaint for this challenge. Um so obviously in the timeline of the episode it's not two one, but right now in our notes it's two one uh point yeah. wise. Uh, Lashana has to be chased by Chef in a giant spider costume. So are yeah. her fear spiders? I mean, I guess so. They can and get it's a like mountain a of worms, but they can't get a single spider. Yeah, I mean, literally, you're in the woods. Just walk outside. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a spider. Yeah, unless it's like someone dressed up as a spider. Maybe that's her fear. But we didn't hear it, oh, so yeah. we don't know. <laughs> spider yeah. mascots. Yeah, that's the specific yeah. fear. Um, Owen and Izzy get on a plane. They get two points, so it's four to one right now. And yeah. did Lashana get the point? I don't know. Um, I don't think so, right? I no, because she ran away. I think and was, that means was, that. Yeah, Owen, Beth, Izzy, Lindsay, Trent, Gwen, and one more. Who? Uh, one more to get seven. But right, because they had when it was seven to three. Yeah, it wasn't Cody. Um, no. Here, let me look at oh oh I, there's a there's a challenge results at the bottom okay ah, uh Lindsay gwen izzy owen heather because she knocked over the sumo oh wrestling. yes yes yeah that's right yeah he like goes off the stage yeah um but yeah so uh lashana d- doesn't win uh that one she doesn't get a point um harold is in the bathroom uh he is on the toilet and then he hears something he gets up he sees these ninjas he starts swinging the nunchucks he's not even afraid it seems like but then like he hits himself in the head and falls into the disgusting toilet 
Right, but there we saw no fear. I mean, granted, everybody shows fear differently, but there there seemed to be no fear. Yeah, so I think Harold Lydon should have been disqualified from the challenge, anyways. Yeah. Also, another challenge complaint: uneven numbers. Yes. Which yeah. we'll get to at the end, but uneven numbers. The bass had eight at this point. The Gophers had nine, so not mm-hmm. fair. And there's yep. going to be so- a consistent complaint with the show. <laughs> Right, like I think what I can't remember what other challenge we talked about that with, but we dodgeball definitely talked. About... No, no, not dodgeball. The sleepathon. Yeah, it was sleepathon. It was it was sleepathon. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I almost had to sneeze. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I hope it doesn't come back. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Heather uh ducks when the sumo wrestler comes after her and uh is not like she knocks over the sumo wrestler, um. Bridget yep. starts her six-hour-long seclusion in the woods. Um, she gets a little bit of afraid about a chipmunk. Um, and then Cody has to defuse a time bomb made of disgusting objects. Yes, he like a garbage succeed. bomb. Yeah, a garbage bomb. He does not succeed. And Bridget does not succeed in her task because she sees Cody two hours into her stay in the Cover, woods. He's covered in garbage because the bomb mm-hmm. exploded on him. And yeah. she and he's walking like a zombie for some reason. And she's like oh that's that's the scariest thing in the woods and then like runs away and doesn't yeah does not complete her challenge yeah um but yeah so then uh uh the gwen is in the plexiglass box buried in the sand trent says he'll stay right there but as he's talking to her on the walkie-talkie um the mime shows up and he runs Mm -hmm. away and he yeah. gets the mime to stop by saying don't jump in the water with me because you're gonna get your makeup wet yeah. Um, yeah. I enjoyed uh, I, I enjoyed um this the Trent and the mime uh when the yeah. mime's chasing him. He was like so incredulous when he the mime starts like doing his little thing and he he yells at him, he's like, There's no wall there, man. And I just thought that was very funny. Because yeah. he's not wrong. I do remember Big Brother Four also had a mime, I believe. Um Oh uh I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Allison or June. June was in the house by herself with the mine. Um, but oh, yeah, so yes, I do vaguely. When yes. Robert and Allison went on our luxury reward or something, and then yes, yes, was, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, so Gwen is essentially later escapes because Twent and Chris remember to dig her up, but it's like not on time. Um, yeah, she was only supposed to be in there for like five minutes or something, and she was there definitely longer. Luckily, it wasn't more than an hour. Um, yeah. Uh, DJ picks up the small sneak and Courtney's being super bossy which is frustrating later knowing that mm-hmm. episode. she's like DJ it's a fucking snake pick it up like yeah we're going yeah. to lose a bill so yeah so he totally. gets it so now they're like around based on our calculations like 5-2 on the points yeah um, yeah uh, who else we got Jeff is in hail uh, like a remote control hail it's like, it's like, yeah so this is uh, initially there was a the the cloud comes over it's a perfectly sunny day it's a very dark cloud comes over jeff and then like a bunch of hail just starts like coming out of it and it's like following him around and i was like wait a minute like what why how is is this? i thought this was part of the the superhuman academy that that uh they were running at camp Wallenaqua that we've talked about before yeah that it, it was somebody like with storm like powers that could control this uh this cloud but no it was chris somehow he had a remote control hailstorm cloud and he was just like 
he could see a little dot. He was like controlling it where wherever Jeff was. Yeah. Um, are you ready for a tangent? Yeah. Always. Um, so I have been uh, inspired to, uh, as a film and TV person, I feel like there are some gaps in my knowledge blockbuster wise. Like mm-hmm. primarily the DCEU is a big one. Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings is another big one. So I'm trying to like, I made a list of things that I need to close the gap on that. Um, and so I started, I watched the Lego Batman. Um, okay. Uh, over a couple days. And then last night, I was too energized and couldn't fall asleep after watching the Lego Batman that I decided to continue along in my X-Men journey. Okay, and so I, where, where are you? Well, so I was going to try to watch the Wolverine because I never saw that one. The Wol- mm-hmm. Not X-Men, Orange is Wolverine. I've seen that one. The Wolverine, the one where he goes to Japan because mm-hmm. I want to see that. And then I want to see Logan. That's the one I really want to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm no, not they the didn't biggest have that on... X-Men person. Yeah. I don't... I've, I've seen them. I've seen... Not all of them, but I've seen a decent amount but then yeah. they just stick in my memory yeah uh because you mentioned that this is actually like professor x's school uh yeah, like yeah. Chris yeah. And professor x um so then i started apocalypse because that was the next one on my list that i had ah, seen. okay and that one is notoriously bad right that in dark it is. Um, it is. but and now we're in i'm like for the like there's like stuff that i would have cut like the first scene is like seven to ten minutes long that isn't so like mm-hmm. convoluted but uh I'm enjoying it so far. It's not as bad as I expected, but also yeah. I'm assuming that it's bad because then it tanks at the end. Cause like, yeah, I, I literally, I saw that in the theater and I have not thought about it yeah. since then. Really? But yeah, you mentioned it. So I'm like, just telling you the story that like, Oh, X-Men are pro- top of mind for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. seen, wait, another sidebar on this tangent. Um, you've seen X-Men like first class and yeah. days of future past. Yeah. I've seen both those. Which which one is your favorite? I prefer First Class. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think Days of Future Past is like one of the one of my favorite superhero. Films. No, it's up there for me. Let me see. I think I definitely have rankings of my X Men things oh. that I've done so far. Because uh, okay, I think I have X Two over Days of Future Past too. But uh, if those two are tight. First Class though was like incredible to me. I yeah. really loved First Class. I like both. Yeah, mm. I do like both First Class and Days of Future Past, but. I remember the first time I watched Days of Future Past, I thought, this, this is a masterpiece. But my I really like take, time travel stuff. Yeah. Also. My hot take so far of the ones that I've watched, um, Last Stand is worse than X Men Origins Wolverine. I think that's like, I think I've seen everyone mm. put Origins Wolverine of the ones okay. that came on the bottom of the list. But mm-hmm. X Men The Last Stand, I was just bored. Like, And yeah. I know that one's like a known bad movie, but like that yeah. was like much worse to me. Um, okay. That's fair. That's but fair. I also liked Gambit in origins wolverine right and yeah. i think that was like a fun thing um but they like the ryan reynolds like the way they did that anyways um <laughs> speaking of uh superhuman people uh let's talk about duncan because uh celine dion is a superhuman um so yes. uh, yeah i mean have you heard the penny whistle that's superhuman to me i mean yeah it really yeah. it is yeah so he has to hug a Celine Dion standing and then looking at the cartoon, I was like, oh, this kind of actually does like. Look I like know. That's what I wrote. I wrote in my notes like it genuinely as a does... kid, I never knew who she was. Right. But, You're, yeah. You don't know her enough to like, you know, what she looks like. It does look like Celine Dion. I think the hair should be a little bit lighter. But other than that, like, I, I think it they did a good job. And then, yeah, there's the music cue. Yeah. yeah. But nice and the wind was so cold. Uh, Celine Dion has some so many beautiful songs she does my mom doesn't like her but i i enjoy oh, really i was bored and i was if they had more showings of her 
like biopic the one aline i think is what it's called i would have gone see it. that it's like it's like french i think it's not even in english mm, it's okay, a french okay. movie but i would have gone seen it if they had more showings they only had like one this week and it like came out last year i don't know why they're showing it again but interesting anyways, i didn't even know so. that was a thing yeah me neither until i was looking on the amc app um hmm. anyways i think we have everyone done because jeff didn't succeed in his Bridget ran away because of Cody. Oh, Tyler. Tyler is asked to get mm. in a pen yeah, he's last. with chickens. Um, so he can't do it. I feel like he did it. Like, yes, he was like, yeah, he got the in time. there, but and it's also yeah. just like it was a big pen, but inside the pen there was a box that had like one big chicken and two little chickens. First, didn't say you had to pet the no, the, just be in the pen. In the pen. And I feel yeah. like a lot of these, like, they technically succeeded. Like, I think Jeff was in hail. I think he faced his fear. Right. Like, That's, yeah, this challenge was, uh, I would have been like Danny on Survivor 41 if, like, I had to do this challenge because yeah. there was a lot of um, straight up lying. Like, yeah. here, face your well, fears. I mean, and- this is my biggest challenge complaint. If you, do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, no. Rules are rules, oh, Chris yeah. McLean. You cannot change the rules in the middle of the challenge. And you can say yeah. it's a twist. That was not a twist. Yes. That was a lie. Yes, <laughs> that was a lie. That, it's not a twist. That was a lie. Yes. So the fact yeah. that they discover Courtney's trauma right. or her fear and then make her do it. Yes. Okay. She should have to do it because everyone had to do it. Right. Yes, the point she system concludes that there's no Cody's like, there's no chance. We already won. And she's like, what's mm-hmm. the point? Chris saying that you can triple your points. So they yeah. would have nine points if she succeeded. That is not fair, and I call bullshit. I know we originally intended this for not to be a swearing podcast, but I swore <laughs> like four times. But, well, sorry. Yeah, children. sorry to the children. Yeah. Yeah. But that is some BS. And Courtney, like, I would have been pissed if Courtney jumped, and I'm happy that she didn't, and they didn't have to vote anyone out. Yes, yeah, I mean, imagine if you're the other team. Her. If you're the other team and she jumps. Because she ends up not jumping, they don't get the the triple points. But if she does, and like one person gets the other points, and they win, and you have to go to travel ca- or the campfire ceremony because they just change the rules like so dramatically, yeah. no. Now listen, if at the beginning of the challenge, Chris had come in and been like, "Bass, you have one extra person. One person that you pick at the beginning of the challenge can get two points, yeah, be- just to make up for it." But you have to strategically pick it. I would have been like, "Okay, that's, that's fair." And if it was that's, that's, that's great, yeah. yeah. But no, this no, was this not was great. Some- this was not okay, and that is my challenge complaint for the episode. Challenge also puts corner. more pressure on Courtney. Yeah, who, like That's other it. people, other people in their in on their team, like maybe like they don't they don't finish yeah. their or they don't do their fear thing. But if she does it, it's like more egregious because also this is nitpicky as well. But Beth just had to like plop into the pool. Courtney yeah. had to jump off the high dive. That is not fair either. It was like the the cliff they had to jump off of whenever they yeah. jumped into the uh, the first like the second episode. Like yeah. that, it looked very very high. Now strategically, we'll talk about it. But Courtney played this awfully, especially with yeah. the prior actions of this episode, kind of bullying DJ into picking up the snake. Yeah. Um, that said, we have to circle back to the moment where Duncan is afraid of Celine Dion, and she's like, oh, "Yeah, it's okay she if like can't do it." And then Duncan says, "It's okay if you can't do it," and Bridge is like, "What?" But also like. Um, Gwen strategically making jokes about the mucus color and the snot. Like, yeah. I think that was strategically good. Yeah, that's now, good. So the Keller Bass, back to the elimination. Uh, five people are safe, and they're not shown. We just get straight to the bottom three. But it's Duncan, DJ, Jeff, Harold, Sadie. Um, the bottom three are Bridget, Courtney, and Tyler. However, mm-hmm. 
Tyler is eliminated. Now, do we want to talk about this strategically? What do we think happened? Yeah, this was strange because if Courtney goes home here, it makes perfect sense with the narrative we've been told in the episode. It was like Tyler, I guess, was the, the well, Courtney was last last, but he was the last of like the people that they knew their fears and stuff. Um, and again, also, he, you can make the argument like him versus Courtney, he definitely faced his fear more than Courtney did, which I know like the rules say that they lost, so they lost. It doesn't really matter. But, um, but yeah, this was, this was strange. I don't know. I don't know what the the rationale would have been for picking Tyler. Yeah. Unless they just thought, like, Courtney does take charge in a lot of our challenges. And, like, even though she's annoying to us a lot of times, like, we ha- we need to keep her because she does do generally, like, more good than bad. I, I agree. Like, I think mostly it was, like, thinking about Courtney's use in the challenge. Like, she, like we said in the strategy department, she's, like, very hit or miss. Like, she's either on th- – yeah. she's always trying, though. She's always, like – except for – I guess she didn't try to jump off the cliff, but <laughs> jump right, into the jelly. Right. But um, Tyler, he's shown in the dodgeball that he was not yeah. really like what. How are you a jock was. that that can't do challenges? Yeah, so it makes sense. Also, she's socially integrated better. Like Duncan probably wasn't gonna let her go, and I think Duncan, mm-hmm. Jeff, DJ, Bridget are kind of a block. Um, yeah, with Courtney and Tyler. And yeah, and Tyler's connection is on the other team. Yeah, so. so then they could also be like, we don't want you flipping over at the merge. Right. Um, right. Just to, I just found some technicalities in the in the trivia section. Uh, that wouldn't change the like results because Courtney didn't jump, but like, and also the standings are the, the same pretty much. It just like would make it closer. Heather technically does not conquer her fear because she tries to avoid the wrestler. Trent does not avoid, like, he tells the mind that he can't get wet, thus, he doesn't tell the mind to like go away. Oh. Um, Tyler Chris says, in, like, he yeah. has to go away, he has to tell him to go yeah. away. Yeah, Tyler completes the challenge technically because he was in the pen. Harold technically conquers his fear, but he just knocks himself out. And Cody technically conquers his fear because it didn't say he had to successfully defuse the time bomb. It just said he has to defuse the time bomb. Like, he has to try. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, being in the situation was his fear. So then he was in the situation. Yeah. But that said, I think that completes the um, the episode. This is one of the three episodes of Total Drama Island to reference a real-life person, Celine Dion. That's another fun fact. Hmm, okay, but, is the first one we've got so far? I don't, I don't I think there's been so. A, we'll keep track. Yeah. We'll look at it. Okay, okay. Track. Yeah. But yeah, so should we get into our spreadsheet? We should, yes. So this time, we started with these characters, characters last, time. last time. So let's do strategy. So sh- my Sheffy for this episode, best strategic decision maker, uh, I think it's Gwen. Um, I picked Gwen because... She, I mean, I know she didn't go to uh, tribal council or the campfire ceremony, but she completed her task, which was, I I would think, like, scarier than a lot of other tasks. And that, and she even went longer than she was supposed to, and without the support of Trent most of the time, since he, like, forgot about her. So she completed her task. Also, she, like you said, she, like, taunts Courtney, like, as she's going up to the to jump into the the green jelly she's like uh it's so scary and like uh gross like like snot she she does like the 
flight time in Big Easy when uh, yeah. uh, Micah has to go down the – is that her name, Micah, when she has to go down yeah. the slide? yeah that's so yeah funny. when they're like oh man it's really scary what a long slide she does that and yeah. um it worked out for flight time and big easy and it worked out for for gwen here so i'm giving mine to gwen love that um gwen was at the top of my list the only other person at the top of my list and i want to hear your perspective as i talk it out loud is sadie like listen oh. there's very high probability at the end of the last episode that they were just like, okay, we'll do Katie this time, Sadie next time. She not okay. only, she like, obviously they were voting off challenge-based performance in this episode, mm-hmm. but if we were looking at it in a survivor context, it's very easy to like vote out the person on the outs. Mm-hmm. She reintegrated herself, not only just based on her challenge performance, because Jeff was fine regardless of how he did in the challenge, but she was not even considered to be eliminated. And okay. I think I think she also bonded with Lindsay, an ally on the she other did. side. I she think did. this is Sadie's best episode yet, and I think like I, it's either we both give points to Gwen or I give it to Sadie and you give it to Gwen. Okay, well then you give it to Sadie, and uh, spoiler alert for my LVP: you just will not be happy when we get to the LVP, and I'll explain more. Sadie. I'll explain more. No, I, I think now it's a good. Time okay, to okay. To- well, then we'll jump to the LVP. I'm giving Sadie the LVP because you're right. She did not get voted out. Like, she integrated herself okay. She bonded with Lindsay. But I, and, and maybe this is unfair of me because of the expectations that I'm putting on her more than what, like, she's actually doing. But I wish she would have, this would have been the start of her, like, Natalie Anderson revenge arc. Yeah. I wanted her to be like, okay. I'm going to like murder all of you that voted out Katie and um, I'm going to be the last one standing, blah, 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 blah. And we didn't really get any of that. She's just like really sad at the beginning of the episode and then doesn't really do much after that. So from a strategic standpoint, I, I, I understand where you're coming from and I don't have much problem with that, but from a character standpoint, oh, so I wanted to be for the character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was about to like say, but I don't think that's strategy. Okay, no. So you're giving her strategy. Yes. Uh, yeah, LVP. she's my LVP. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have Not your my LVP Chrissy. strategy? Because I can I can do my Chrissy right now. So my Chrissy, like. yes. It's gotta be Courtney. Like again, like she's either doing great or she's doing really awful, but she's always doing something. Like she chickens out, she lets her team lose. Obviously, she couldn't control that like her um fear was gonna be worth triple points but then she's like being bossy to people like unnecessarily earlier in the episode like it's it's got to be courtney i agree a hundred percent like i i love courtney and i wish she was like we could give her good points this week but she was so bossy to dj and then she was hypocritical when her time was up um and yeah she didn't even consider that she might have to go also like how are you going to get a point if you don't go? Like, you right. come up with something, Courtney. Like, right. So. And, like, yeah. you know, she always talks about, like, you know, we have to do whatever it takes to win. But, like, she didn't do that. She did not do whatever it took to win. And she knew decidedly that her, she was um, the last one to go. Like, if she went, they won. If she didn't go, they lost. And she did not, she didn't, she didn't do it. Exactly. And uh, Courtney, we love you, but 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, girl. that's 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 rough for us here. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, do we want to go back to the other side of the aisle to ca- characters? Yes. Let's do so. My LVP was Sadie because uh already discussed reasons. So who is your LVP? We'll start there. Oh, I didn't even consider. Also, can we just mention Heather was purple in this episode? Yeah. Who? I mean one of the biggest characters on the show like yeah. it's a lot of airtime usually um, um and this one yeah she wasn't really doing anything okay i don't know if i have an lvp just yet i will get to one while okay. we talk but if i could okay. start with my mvp all right we'll do that i think i'm thinking trent or duncan okay uh, Duncan is supportive of Courtney at the end, but also like, yeah. So that's like the big reason. But Trent, I think, is like super supportive of Gwen throughout. Like, yes, he forgets about him, but it's because of the challenge, not because of his like desire. Right. He remembers Gwen. Uh, I don't know. I think this is a good Trent episode, and I really can't think of this like 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 we said. This is a very like montagey episode. We see a lot of like people doing their phobias, but we don't have a lot of like dialogue and intercamp right. drama. Um, intercamper drama so yeah I think for that reason Trent had like a big episode so I think I'm gonna give it to Trent okay so that that is who I initially had also was Trent so since you give it to have given it to Trent um and I I don't want to double up um if there's another good option I will very rarely double up we gave Harold both one yeah um, it's like when it's obvious yeah and Courtney both won in this strategy department Um, I will give it to Duncan because, uh, well, one, just for bringing us the best fear of anyone. Yeah. Like the most entertaining, if we're talking about from a character standpoint, this is the best character storyline that his fear is Celine Dion cutouts. Um, and then, you know, he does hug the cutout. He conquers his fear. Like I, I like, I liked Duncan in this episode. Huh. I mean, my instinct right now is to give my LVP to Harold just because he mm. made me the most upset with his fear, like where it was located. Uh, he yeah. didn't really do anything to deserve it other than just like, yeah. I don't like Harold. I've been kind to him in the past, but like I'm ready to hate on Harold again. I feel like we're yeah. about to get to He's a Harold the, arc. In the same way that Courtney is like the default um, chefy and Chrissy, like just depending on the day, she can do either one because she's always trying. Harold is the default lvp yeah but he's gotten some mvps from both of us he has which is all the more reason to give him more lvps exactly yeah but and then last things last we got to do chef and chris chef thumbs up thumbs down i mean compared to the last episode thumbs up i guess but like he's still like barely even there i did love the chef outfits the spider and the oh yeah yeah those were good the the flight attendant was was the best one yeah Yeah. okay so i forgot about this for that reason we'll do thumbs up yeah see i i'm like i feel like we're still waiting for good chef content and we haven't had any in a while but chris how do you feel um i thought this was a good chris episode because it was not there was not a ton of chris we saw him burying gwen uh like throwing the sand on gwen um and he tells also tells Trent, like, you got to tell the mime to go away. Uh, and then he's also controlling the hailstorm on on Jeff. I, I but I didn't but I didn't hate it. I was never annoyed by him. So I think it was a good Chris episode. Yes, I agree. Um, 
first things first, before we start wrapping up uh, and doing spoilers, let's go to our emails. Uh, you can email braziladragonpod at gmail.com. If you want to get your feedback in here, let me just pull it up quickly. Oh, uh, we also might have a theme song. Uh, just to <gasps> let Autumn know live on air. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So Giovanni uh, mentioned uh, that a couple survivor comparisons for us, if we want to uh, investigate. Okay. Uh, these are more uh, future survivor players than the era that we are in, in terms of when the show aired. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff, I will give you a season and you can try to guess who he Oh my gosh. Is. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so, already bad at this. I'm Sebastian, not as good as my. Oh, not. Were you, I, okay. I I'm going to guess Ghost Island Sebastian. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I messed up. Sorry. Yeah. So Jeff, uh, Giovanni says that Jeff is Sebastian because they are both surfer dude types, but not especially strategic and get along with the guys. Okay. Um, okay. Justin. Someone from Korong is the person that Giovanni mentioned. Korong. So got to be got to be a beauty tribe person. Yeah. Uh wait, no. They didn't have wait. Korong. Uh is it what's what's uh is it Nick? Yes. No. Okay, okay. Nick okay. uh Justin is Nick from Korong especially during action where he has more Nick vibes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Noah is someone else that Giovanni mentioned. Another ghost islander. Oh, no. Uh, um, let's see. Ghost island. Oh, it's got to be Bradley. Yep. He the has sand. a tiny mouth. Beach is dirty. Yeah. Yes. They're both snarky and know-it-alls who would complain about the sand. So yeah. that is from Giovanni. And if you want to send more feedback, uh, Giovanni and everyone else, we want to hear your feedback. We have a feedback corner. Yes. Uh, we can discuss spoilers in the feedback. How about we make that rule if you want to talk okay. about that, and then we'll do it in our spoiler section. If there, unless there's like spoiler-free feedback, but yes, yeah, we yeah. love the interaction, um, and you can also get engaged with us on social media at with the flip and automatic dub. Yes. Um, so, uh, in terms of uh, spoilers, is there anything to discuss? Actually, no. Let's do plugs first, and then spoilers. So, oh. plugs. Autumn, where can people keep up with you? Okay, people can keep up with me on Twitter at automatic dub. I'm also on Instagram at Autumn Matthews. However, I don't really get on I mean, you did get back to the decomming. I, I've been doing the, the Disney Channel original movies. Yes, I do reviews on there. Um, my, my account is private, but just request to follow me. Uh, but I haven't done any in like probably a couple of weeks because I've been stressed with school. But uh, the semester's ending soon. So hopefully we'll be able to do some more decom reviews uh, yes. in the future. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Do going you have on. a pop culture plug? Like something you're consuming um, these days? I will plug. I just finished The Ultimatum. Ooh, um, the Netflix dating show? Yes, yes. I, I'm a, I, I always liked Love is Blind. I watched the first season and I watched the second season recently. Same people uh, that made Love is Blind are the ones that made The Ultimatum. And uh, I mean, Love is Blind is not the pinnacle of television. But this show sure makes it seem like it is. This, I mean, it's like, it's absurd. The the everything from like the premise to like the characters. They're like twenty three years old and like trying to get married and have children immediately. It's just, it's a mess. So if you want some trash reality TV, the ultimatum is is a good place to go. Yes, uh, we love that. In terms of me, let's just start with the Brazilian Dragon Media Empire that we're building. Let's start mm-hmm. with our friends. What an empire! Yes. 
Jay and AJ have weekly coverage of Pretty Little Liars. They're on season one around episode 10. By the time you listen to this, an episode with Sarah Ferguson will have dropped. I was on episode nine. It's a mess. You can skip that one. Actually, no, you listen to it. But whenever I talk, you skip over my time and listen to Jay and AJ, who have much more interesting things to say about the show. Um, and Sarah Ferguson going to guest uh, season 10. I think Jessica Sterling is also lined up uh, to come soon after Sarah Ferguson. So we got some good stuff over there. That's also on the two can't keep a secret individual feed. If you like Pretty Little Liars, you should be able to find that. Or you can subscribe to the main feed on Brazil Dragon Pod. Uh, or the Dragon Babies, actually, specifically. Also on the Dragon Babies feed, we got Gravity Brothers, a Gravity Falls spoiler-free rewatch podcast hosted by Alec and Lucas Hester of Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater. Um, they are starting their season one, episode five, will be dropped by the time you're listening to this. So if you're a Gravity Brothers fan, ch- Gravity Falls fan, check it out. Um, and then also we have another thing in the works, potentially, that I'm excited about um, for the Dragon Babies feed. Now, moving over to the Brazilian Dragon podcast, uh, first things first, what you doing? As always, Wednesdays, uh, Phineas and Ferb. We got Navi, we got Will, we got me. Um, and then Brazilian Dragon, right now, the main focus is working towards episode 100, figuring out what I'm going to do. This is episode 98 right now. Um, so we got one more Total Drama podcast, and then we'll hit episode 100. So that's what to expect on Brazilian Dragon for the next couple of weeks. In the backlog, we have a Marvel podcast recently with AJ and Jay and some more Total Drama Island stuff and How I Met Your Father season review. And then after episode 100, Sarah Carradine and I will be talking about Minx, the HBO show. Mm, Um, Just a season one recap. Uh, But episode 100 is the main focus right now. We're trying to get that figured out. What an Um, accomplishment. Props to you, you, Felipe. Everybody listening to the podcast. Tell Felipe how proud you yeah. are of him because what this is a what an empire like I said. Um, if you're feeling so generous, feel free to tell me how kind you are in the Apple reviews. Give me five <laughs> stars in a review and say how proud you are for getting to episode 100. That's where yes. appreciation will be most felt. In terms of pop culture plug, Autumn, you might appreciate this. I recently discovered a new podcast called Disney Channel Unoriginal Podcast, Deco, oh. and they are going in a random order, but they are talking about all these decoms, and it's fun <gasps> to hear these two perspectives of. Sabrina and Megan um, and occasional guests. And it's really fun hearing their takes. It's like a different style to the Brazilian Dragon podcast where we do kind of like a summary of the movie. They really just break it down like their nostalgia. Uh, They have a fashion hour. They do uh, pros Ah. and cons of the movie. They really keep it like, like instead of like focused on the plot, they talk about the plot naturally because they rewatch it. But I really like it. And then also I recently got into pop culture happy hour on NPR. Um, So that's, that's another cool. thing I was listening. That's cool. What uh, what what are the what are the best episodes of that podcast? I'm skipping so around on the Disney Channel original uh, movie ones because I want to. Some of them I want to rewatch for the Brazilian Dragon also. Gotcha. So I'm trying gotcha. not to like listen to those until after. Yeah. Um, what if I listen to? I listen to the Luck of the Irish one. Is there an Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. They will okay. get it. They um the first episode was Halloween Town. Uh, they did Smart House. They did Full Court Miracle. They did Ultimate Christmas Presents. A lot of the things mm. that we did last, right? Uh, yeah, like during the holiday season. Um, but yeah, they. I'm waiting for them to get to more of the stuff that I've already covered, so then I can like yeah. listen to that. But uh, I think their episode last week was Cowbells. Um, oh, good one. So, yeah, uh, which I also have plans to cover soon, but after episode 100. Uh, mm. So yeah. yeah. With that said, hashtag Saskatchewanaqua, and now we'll get into the spoiler discussion. Three. <laughs> Two, one, spoiler time, Autumn. Okay. I didn't 
feel like there was a ton of stuff to talk about for with Me spoilers. In oh, these episodes. wait. If people are still listening, I forgot to tell you what we're talking about next week. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we're talking about episodes 8, 9, and 10. Okay. That's what Got we're talking it. about. 8, yes. 9, and 10. Okay. Spoiler now, time. back to the spoilers. Um, there's not a lot of spoilers, uh, really. I... I mean, we got obviously. This is, I think. I think we got a more explicit uh, Courtney and Duncan showman yep. stuff, which like in bef- before we talked about, like you know them working together at the dodgeball challenge and stuff like that. But this is like legitimate, like flirting or like quasi flirting. Um, and you know, obviously, this goes on to become a thing. Uh, also, but other than that, the only thing is like I felt like these were pretty good. Gwen episodes yeah and I think it I think you can feel like Gwen is gonna be here for a while yes and I feel like this is an episode where I'm like okay I wish they had a jury kind of because Gwen would have won here yeah um because Owen would have like had bad jury management I think like he's like very likable but like in instances like this you could see why Gwen wins I my biggest takeaway from these two episodes uh is a big like romance episode uh like romantic Mm. pairings sort of like arc like yes we got trent and gwen we get bridget and jeff we right. get a duncan and courtney oh yeah we get bridget courtney and jeff. And, we get duncan and gwen even a little bit in the in the like when they're kind of arguing when courtney's about to jump like the love triangle yeah. sort of thing yeah and then we also get tyler and Lindsay. the culmination of that arc uh it's very right. brief like Lindsay has her goodbye moment uh like yeah. bye taylor i love yeah. you or whatever <laughs> yeah we forgot um, to talk about that that was a good line yeah but, uh, like, so that fizzles out the merge romance storyline. Like, I feel like that's, like, also, like, fizzling out some of Heather conflict. Uh, but we'll, right. like, with the, but we'll get more Heather conflict. Don't you worry. Right. Like, uh, and even right. Owen and Izzy. Oh, yes. Like, them being on the, the yeah. plane together. Yeah. And, uh, like, the, the bear stuff. When they're, and, they're yeah. both, like, the, the wild people. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, those are, like, basically the highlights of the spoilers. I feel like we'll get like closer like the there was no heather episode which if you're like an edgic person which i don't think there is edgic for this but yeah uh, like oh yeah heather... we talked about that we, we did anyone tell us if there was no. edgic yeah no alec Hester said there should be but um, yeah 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 uh yeah i think owen is very visible but he's not getting great content um mm-hmm. because when... he's kind of like always always visible like he yeah. he is genuine generally like like a big presence on the show exactly yeah uh but, and then yeah heather had an invisible episode um lashana has been pretty invisible jess been pretty invisible duncan's yeah. getting some more visibility though like positive visibility too yeah he is like, yeah him so. being tied to courtney gives him more even though courtney like sometimes has a bad edit like where she's like bossy or annoying or whatever i think that his tie to courtney makes his edit look better yeah exactly um, but that's it for the spoilers. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Or should we throw it to the exit song? Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Happy to be back, Felipe. Yes, I am too. And just a reminder, our socials are what the fleep at Brazil Dragon Pod and at Automatic Dub. That's it. Yes. So until next time, hashtag Sasquatra Nakwa. Uh, what's our closeout line again? Tell mom and dad we're doing fine. Yes. Bye, everyone. Dad, I'm doing fine. You guys are on my mind. You asked me what I wanted to.